Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmill, a lost and broken soldier trapped in a new land, learning the wonders of a new and beautiful culture. Fortunately, I have with me today a great military leader of this alien culture, a man who knows the value of a good conversation. He's a coach and the Tau Empire faction specialist for Vanguard Tactics, and the Samurai Lord Kasumoto to my Nathan Algren, Mr. Israel Sanchez. How's it going? Hey, man, how are you? That's that's one hell of a presentation, and I hope I could live to the expectation. And that's that's very fantastic. <laughs> wow. And um, thank you, Dave, for having me, and, and thank everybody. To, um, I'm, I'm really happy to be here, and I hope I could be of some help and, and, and guide you in the, in the way of the Tau Empire and the greater good. I'm sure you will, since you and I were just uh, texting, I think it was yesterday or day before, about um, my misinterpretation of the, uh, of the army rule, but we'll get into that in a second. Absolutely. Yeah. So for now, real quick, we're going to stop for our first sponsor of the day, The Outpost. The Competitive 40K Podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting the Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, the Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in-store. Alright, we are back. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget to like, share, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We could really use uh, the help to, to get us up in those algorithms so more people can find us. Uh, if you want, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, Steve's on there at, at the Vanguard Tactics, as always. I'm on there at, at InfantryLawyer40K. Lawyer 40K. And Izzy, are you on social media anywhere? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm, I have, people could check me at my Instagram at, at Easy underscore painting underscore studio. Easy, it's I-Z-Z-Y. And, you know, sometimes my accent this sounds like Easy instead of E-Z. But my my wife makes fun of me about that, so <laughs> I try to get better about that. And or in Facebook, um, you can find me as EZVB Sanchez. So those are the two. And I'm gonna open uh, a, a new one, but so far that's what you, where you can find my my work. And you could actually um, message me, DM me for whatever thing you want. Awesome. And you um, you're doing paint commissions too, right? Correct. Correct. So yep. uh, I, you know, that's what I specialize in. Um, the the studio specializes on um, um, painting any kind of miniature. Mostly it's 40k, of course. We have 40k H of Sigmar Infinity, you name it. MCP, which is fantastic. Um, but when, of course, one of the things I'm known for it's for painting Tau. I have painted so many Tau armies so far. And one of the questions people ask me is like, "Did you get tired of painting Tau?" And I'm like, "No." Every time I paint out, it's like something inside me. It's like boils and, and makes me give my best for the client and for the, you know, the towel miniature. It's just something that, I don't know, it makes me happy painting towel. I don't know why. I, I, I love every single miniature in the 4K realm, Age of Sigmar. Any Games Workshop miniature is beautiful. But with towel, I give even more. Cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, so... Um, with that, let's, uh, okay. Before, obviously we got to, I have to ask the question, sure. um, because this is how I got into the Tau. Um, did you, before you started playing Tau, were you just a huge fan of uh, mecha themed anime or? 
totally unrelated love of Tao. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it, one thing is, it's funny, right? Um, one thing didn't necessarily lead to the other, right? So let me put it real fast. Like I, when I was little, of course, I grew up with fine scale modeling. That's my background. So I grew up with tanks, airplanes, boats, all, all these kind of things, right? That I, I started doing fine scale modeling when I was probably like five or six. So I destroyed so many models and I did them horribly, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I, I think I, I was lucky enough to have, uh, you know, a, a mom and, you know, family that, you know, were able to provide for me and, and, and give me a really good life. So I don't want to say I was a spoiled brat, but I had like enough. And, and yeah, I wasted some so many kids, you know, in my lifetime. But yeah, that, that's one of the backgrounds. And of course, I grew up in the 80s, right? I'm 42. So I grew up in the 80s. And in the 80s, of course, there was like so, so many amazing uh, Japanese uh, cartoons. One of them that actually I grew up with was Macros or Robotech. Yeah. And of yeah. course, that, that actually make a huge impact, actually create an imprint in, my, in myself. And yeah, I grew up with like the space battles and the, and the robots and all these kind of things, of course, right? My first purchase was not a Space Marine. It was not like anything but a Blister of Tau. And back then, I just liked the look. It was a Blister of Pathfinders, right? And I liked the helmet and how they look. And I was like, who are these guys? And the guy was like, oh, they're the new rays. They just came out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're like alien rays. They're kind of good guys. And I'm like, oh, good guys. Okay, I'm in and that's how I started collecting Tau. And of course, I got a Space Marine Army. I got Orcs. I got so many other things in, in, in between. But I always kept the Tau. And I sold all the other armies. And I keep like just playing Tau for whatever reason. And it's not the... I, of course, I like the mechas to your question, right? And to answer it correctly. I love mechas. I love the anime. And I love all these. But I like to keep the anime in one side. And then the Tau on, on the other, right? They have their similarities, of course. You could argue they're based on, you know, Asian culture and all that. But I like to think of Tau as their own thing. And I like to think of Gundam, Robotech, all of the mechas in anime Evangelion as another, right? That they're very similar. You could take aspects from it, but Tau, it's their own thing. And one of the things right. that make me like Tau so much it's the philosophy behind it. And this is because I think, uh, or I like to think, that Tao, it's the human representation of how we can be at our best. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can argue whatever, right? They're communists in space, blah, 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 this and that. They're whatever, right? Fish people, commies, whatever, right? But right. what I think is it's, it's the one and only race in all 4K. I'm not saying, oh, they're the good guys. But... It's the only race that actually tries to bring the to the galaxy prosperity in advancement yeah. in in a in, in a way that yes, of course, there's going to be bloodshed, there's going to be war, there's going to be like like bad things, but at the same time, they're trying to bring all those things that none no other race, even with the technology they have, that's more advanced. You could argue Eldar are more advanced, Necrons are more advanced. None of those races try to bring prosperity and unity to the galaxy. The tower. So that's why I like them. Yeah, and that's that's actually why I chose uh, the Last Samurai mm -hmm. as the as mm -hmm. my uh, opening reference because there's they have those those moments where they show the samurai culture of you pick the thing you're you want to do and you're just the best at that and you just do that and that's your life's work and exactly I like and I think the Tao did that really well too. So 
Yeah. Um, and also, we don't yet have Sunshark bombers that can um, transform into ghost keels. But here's hoping that that'll happen someday. Oh, wow. Now you give me an idea, man. I know, oh, right? Oh, boy. Okay, so with all that, we, we got way off uh, off topic there. But obviously, today we're talking about the Tau Index. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, the Tau Codex is not out till sometime in the spring, according to the roadmap we got a couple months ago. So today we're just going to talk about the Index. And so let's start with Izzy. What should people... Um, what are the expectations that people should have either if they're playing Tau for the first time in 10th uh, or they've, you know, they're going to be facing Tau at an RTT or something, what should they expect? Right. So one of the things I tell people in it's that they have, they need to have fun first, right? Of course, um, information or knowledge, it's power and it's key. So read your um, rules thoroughly and at least have an idea or a broad idea of what you're going to do and how you're going to use your units and how you're going to use your army, right? So one of the best things, and I, I, I think it's a fantastic rule, is the army rule for the greater good, right? So it, it's, in, it, it's a thing that a lot of people were um, misinterpreting. And let me just read it real fast, right? Until the end of the phase, right? Each time a model in a guided unit makes an attack that targets their spotted unit, improve the ballistic skill characteristic of the attack by one. If the observer unit has a Markelite keyword, the attack has the ignore cover ability. And each time a model in a guided unit makes an attack that does not target the spotted unit, force the ballistic skill characteristic of the attack by one. Meaning, and this is really powerful, right? And it could increase our, our effectiveness uh, a lot, right? Tenfold. So um, with that being said, a lot of people were using it. First of all, they were abusing the rule in a daisy chain, and they changed that because like, once the spotter spots something, you have unit A and unit B. Unit A is going to be the shooter. Unit B is going to be the spotter, right? So with that unit B, you're going to mark something, you're going to spot, and you're going to give a plus one to the shooting unit, right? Then they were, they were doing this way. Once the unit A shot, they were using it as a spotter as well. You can't do that. Once you're not eligible to shoot, that cancels you as uh, eligible to be a guiding unit, right? But what you can do is if your unit um, B it's all was the spotter, then you could use a unit C to spot for that unit, right? And then shoot that unit. What I recommend people, it's using pairs or trios of units, right? And then plan ahead. With Tau, it has always been the case since they came out. You have to plan ahead your moves and you have to work in synergy. And in this edition, the, the synergy, it's very important, it's prevalent, and you have to make sure you have that ability to keep that in, they, to keep your units in synergy. And with that, you will maximize your outcome and your battle, right? You, you can also, um, you know, you, can re- you have to remember also that if you don't guide a unit, uh, they, don't, they don't decrease their, their ballistic skill when you divide the shooting. Let's say you bring down a unit of crisis suits, right? With a crisis commander that has a plus one to hit naturally, right? Um, you bring them down, you can divide the shooting, and then both, like, let's say two crisis suits shoot here, one crisis suit shoot there, and the commander shoot that, that the other target, right? So all of them are going to be hitting on threes, re-rolling ones. Uh-huh. But a lot of people were 
the subtracting it. It's only when the unit is guided that you subtract the ballistic skill, not when they're not guided. And that's another misinterpretation of the rule. Besides that, uh, we have Kaoyon, right? So right now we only have Kaoyon, which is the, 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 the um, patient hunter. And I love that phrase, the patient hunter gets the prey, because that, uh, that's like uh, embodiment of Tao spirit, right? So with that being said, it's like from the third battle round onwards, all ranged weapons equipped by Tao Empire models from your army have the sustained hit one ability. While a unit is a guided unit, see for the greater good, weapons in that unit have the sustained hit two ability instead. That's incredibly powerful. Like if you wait till Very. turn three, right? Or you use certain um strat no, not a stratagem, ability, um, it's an upgrade, right? It's the um exemplar of the Kalyon in turn two with a Christ suit uh or a Christ unit, right, with a commander coming down. You start hitting people, and every six you get, it's an extra hit. And if it's a guided unit, right, if that unit is guided, every, every hit counts as two. So you have three hits per, per each six. It's incredible, and it's devastating, right? So you could come down with, with, with a unit, or you could start shooting the other day at the tournament. I shoot a unit of broadsides in turn three, and they were guided. And I, I was guiding them with the Tetris, and I started re-rolling, and it was incredible. Of the six rail shots that I put, four of them got sixes. So that's already 12 hits on, on rail cannons plus the other two. So it was 14 hits on a unit of Terminators, of rail cannons, right, of the, of, with the broadsides. And it was, it was horrible. And then they, wound, they, they were strength 12, so they wound those twos, right? And right. the guy in some of them were already devastating wounds. So the guy was only taking like, you know, feel no pains. I think it was, I, I don't remember what type of Marine they were, but they were, oh, I think they were Templars. So they only have feel no pain. And I'm like, ouch, right. I'm sorry, man. So he lost like probably eight terminators in, 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 in that volley of fire, just of the rail cannons. And then the, um, you know, the process keep firing seeker missile. No, I was out of seekers at that point. But they could fire in plasmas and the missile pods because the missile pods on broadsides, the missile, the missile drones are AP minus two, two damage, which I overlooked before. But then I check the, the data sheet and they're minus two instead of minus one. Missile pods on crisis suits and other, and other weapons are minus one. The missile drones, for whatever reason, they're minus two. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if that's an overlook or what happened there. Yeah. All right. Well, we will get it. We'll we'll get into we'll get into the to, to the data sheets for a moment. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just um, just so just to to clarify for those who haven't played into Tau before, haven't dealt with it. Um, I just want to make it clear. Like Izzy said, there's you're you're gonna usually fight in pairs. You're gonna pick one unit to to act as a spotter and one unit to to shoot. And the the unit that is chosen to spot, they can shoot after they're done spotting. But the unit that shot can't spot. They're they're not eligible to shoot anymore. The other thing is, and a big thing to note is that the the unit that is doing the shooting, they get plus one ballistic skill, as as he said. They don't get plus one to hit. So that's going to stack up really well with he certain heavy weapons and stuff later on. But we're going to get into the data sheets in just a second. Um, so uh, before we get into all that, real quick, I'm going to stop for our second sponsor of the day, Color Forge. 
The Competitive 4K podcast is supported by Colorforge. I found Colorforge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base color, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, we are back, and uh, it is uh, time to remind everybody to please check out the Competitive Warhammer 40K Community Facebook page. Uh, the password for this month is going to be Shadow Sun because it's Tau Month, because I said so. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so this password is going to be Shadow Sun. Obviously, I will still let you guys use Death Leaper. I had somebody pop in with Angron the other day. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll let you in. That's, we're all good. But, um, you know, and, and of course, I, I welcome you guys' creative spellings as always. I'm, I can't wait to see what people do with Shadow Sun. That's going to be hilarious. Nice. Uh, so with that, uh, Izzy, let's start start going through the data sheets. There's, well, we're probably not going to go through all of them because mm-hmm. there's a lot, right. but uh, we're going to hit obviously most of the high points. Uh, and so first and foremost, uh, we got to start with the queen herself, Commander Shadow Sun. Okay. Um, and she's got. Um, just to, to do to hit the high points real quick. Obviously, she's got her variety of weapons. Um, she got four different weapons. Uh, her ten, ten inch movement, T four, three up save, five up invuln, six wounds. Mm-hmm. Not super resilient, but she's got infiltrator, lone op, and stealth. So that's going right. to grossly improve her uh, her survivability as well as the fact that her advanced guardian drone. If she's facing ranged attack weapons, um, people are minus one to wound. So she's minus one to be hit and minus one to be wound to be wounded so mm-hmm. uh pretty strong um what else uh should we mention is he about I mean, it's a, yeah it's a good idea to say that uh um on a five plus you're gonna one cp with the command link drone which when you use a stratagem next to her and that's very powerful you know because then for example if you stack that her with an ethereal you have multiple chances to get an extra cp that turn right if you haven't get one so that's very good. And um, I think she's a great commander in this, in this edition. And especially as you can do a lot of damage and just, you know, be with the lone operative word, keyword. If she's basically untouchable, if, she, if you put her on, on your backfield, you know, few things are going to harm her unless somebody has a sniper that could actually kill her in one turn, which is very, very hard. And then she could keep keep commanding, and then she could jump uh, uh, to engage midfield, or you know you could actually infiltrate her with some um, I don't know stealth suits, or you could even drop uh, some Christ suits in front of her and, 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 and attach her. No, she cannot be attached to to Christ suits. She's a lone operative, but um, you know she could do a lot of damage. She could lead the forces, you know, of the greater good in a good way. I don't know. I, I, I really like her. I haven't tried her this edition, but I heard a couple of people that have tried her and they really love what she do. I, I've used her a couple of times. And the other thing that the other special rule, she's got two other special rules. One mm-hmm. allows her to fall back and shoot. Correct. And then the other one, which is the only aura other than the command link aura, like you mentioned, to get a CP back. The one, I think it's the only aura in the book mm-hmm. is she gives a reroll ones one. mm-hmm. aura within six inches. My problem is, is that Part of me wants to use her lone operative, 
to park her someplace for mission play and move right. her around for mission play. And the other part of me wants to keep her clustered around a bunch of my best units to give reroll ones to hit. Right. So it's kind of a, she's a very toolboxy character. You're not going to, you're probably not going to get everything that she can do out of her in one game because you have to pick a role. Right. The great thing though, is she's flexible. She can play multiple roles. Right. So it, it, it depends a lot in, in your uh, list building. So, uh, you know, I, I like using broadsides and I like using them in a very unconventional way. A lot of people use them like in, in, in the um, doing a gun line. I try and that that's a strategy Paul McCalvey actually uh, taught me. You know, you could infiltrate them. You could actually outflank people with broadsides and then you could position them in a way better um, um, line of fire. So, and she could be there, park with them, and then you could just give them reroll ones. And you could also use them as a midfielder, you know. So it depends on your list, but she's very, she's very versatile and powerful. So, you know, I, I, I really like her. And I love the yeah. model too. Oh, yeah. 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 No, the, the old model, I have the old model. Uh -huh. um, I still need to, to, to buy the new one because I want to, I want to buy the new one, put the helmet on her and make her match my, my current paint scheme. Right. But, uh, yeah, but it's yeah. The new model is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The other fantastic model that came out that I have never, I've never owned a ver version of this guy because I was never one to try to sprinkle in close combat uh -huh. as much into Tau, which is Farsight. But his yeah. new model is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's probably my one of my favorite models right now, and I have right now in the studio. I'm not lying. I have four of them that I have to to paint for clients. So. It's yeah. a it's a delight because I could do a lot of things with with those and with all the four models I could pose them however I want. They give me free um, uh, ability of artistic ability uh, to to do whatever I want. So you know I could play with them and I painted one that actually feature in the Games Workshop in in the in the article when he and Sneakrat came out when Farsight and Sneakrat came out. And he featured in the in the Games Workshop article, so I was really happy. I modified him. Took me like a week to to finish him, paint him, and, and you know modifying him, painting him, and giving him a new base because I did a specific base for him, and it was awesome. I I, I love the model and I love the rules too. You want you, you want to start with that? Yeah, sure. I'll uh, I'll read his stats and you can talk right. about his his rules. He's again just like Shadow Sun. He's a ten inch move. He's a T five instead of T four. He's got a three up save with a four up invuln and the same six wounds, six up leadership OC2 as, as Shadow Sun. So he's he's a little more innately resilient because he's got the T5 and he's got the four up invuln. Um, but he's got some other rules. Go ahead and, and talk about what else he's got. Right. So one of the things that I, wa I want to point out is he's a beast in, in close combat because now the rule of tank shock, it's, it's incredible because he has... Um, it, it, they attack according to how many attacks they have and the strength of a weapon, right? So the Dumblade, it's a strength 10, right? So you you go against something and you start... Like, uh, remind me how um, the the number of attacks... Do you know them in Tank Shock? Because I, 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 I haven't used him yet with Tank Shock, but I know he's devastating. And for each five... Yeah, you, yeah, you roll one dice when you Tank Shock because it's, you know he does have the vehicle keyword, mm -hmm. um, which... Uh, Shadow Sun does not actually. That's another mm -hmm. good. That's right. a that's a good shout that you point out that Shadow Sun's infantry, uh, Farsight is a vehicle, right. and so uh, you you take it, with Tank Shock, you roll a number of dice equal to the strength of the melee profile, and that and then for every four up, 
four up or five up? I think it's four five up. up. Yeah, I think five up. Uh, yeah, five up. That's right. For every five up you roll, it's a mortal wound. Exactly. So 10, 10 dice, you got a good chance of getting two or three mortal wounds out. Right, 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 right. So I don't know. He He's really good. And then, of course, his regular attacks, because you could still do the regular attacks. It's not one or the other, right? And then um, if you pair him with a, with a unit of crisis, which you should all the time, you know, you cannot leave him alone because he doesn't have the lone operative rule. Um, you know, he gives uh, nine inches. You add one to the wound roll, which is very, very good. Um, if you have your units with fusion blasters or ion, ion blasters, you know, you get the plus one against anything, right? So you, you're wounding vehicles way better. Or, you know, because we, as Tau, we don't have a lot of anti-tank weaponry. We have units that are, you know, good against anti-tank. But we don't have a lot of, of, of weapons that could pierce anti-tank. So plus one, it's, it's super uh, valuable. And then, of course, you can re-roll the hit roll or you can re-roll the wound roll in, in once per battle when, you know, when you're selected to fight with him. So that's also really good. Yeah. And he's got his, um, his, he's got one ranged weapon. It's his uh, plasma rifle, range 24, nice. two attacks, hitting on two, strength eight, AP three, three damage. Nice. Can, you know, you definitely get to reliably pick off space rings with that thing. Yeah. Um, and then there's his Dawn Blade, which has a strike and a sweep profile. The strike is four attacks. The sweep is eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then both hitting on twos. The strike is strength 10, AP two, three damage. And the sweep is strength six, AP one, one damage. Right. So, and, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, once for battle, when he's selected to fight. So mm-hmm. in the, in the, you know, close in, in the combat phase, Right. You can reroll all of his hits and reroll all of his wounds. Right. So you 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 have a and and his is uh when he's leading a unit, he gets plus one, the entire unit gets plus one to wound at mm-hmm. any that targets any enemy unit within nine inches. So that would it doesn't say range attack, it's just his end attack. So that would count in his with his melee attacks too. So you're getting a plus one to wound with strength ten with his strike. That's that's pretty decent. You got a good chance of taking some stuff out. Right, right, right. So, and yeah, he's definitely a, like a fantastic commander, especially if you favor the Farsad Enclaves, which, you know, we haven't got the, um, the Monka rule this edition. I hope in the Codex we get a specific um, detachment uh, uh, Monka, and he will be really, really good. And I, I love using him. And one of the things I, I, I hated before, right, in when, when you use Farsad, is that he hit really well. But then you you didn't have any kind of rerolls, and most of the times he failed to wound, or at least that happened to me. With this this rule, at least one time per battle, you could reroll the hit or reroll the wound, which is really powerful. At least you get an, a second chance to wound something, right? It's like you're in front of like let's say some I don't know Cavalite warriors or something really easy, and you're like, oh shit, I need to uh, I need to kill two or three guys right left. And then he swings and you get a, a triple once and you're like, oh my God, I need to re-roll them. And that's really helpful. Yeah. All right. And uh, just for, so people can have a, a, a little perspective, Farsight is 90 points. Shadow Sun is 100. So mm-hmm. um, both very reasonably priced right. commanders for very different roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the three. We won't go through. You know, the, well, the stats are almost identical. But we won't go too into the weeds because we want to finish this episode today. Right, right. Uh, but there's the you got your three um your three um usual commanders in aver- in different crisis suits. You got the crisis battle suit, the cold star, and the enforcer. We'll just jump through. We'll just talk the special rules. Right. So the crisis commander 
has um, uh, it just gives the unit that he's leading reroll ones to hit. Nice, simple, reliable. Right. Absolutely, and it is really powerful, especially depending on how you uh, with the enhancements you could choose. It gets it gets crazy. Um, I personally like the Cold Star and the Crisis Commander. The the Enforcer, you know, I, I think it's fantastic, but I haven't found in my kind of uh, build listing and like like how I build my list, I haven't found a niche for him. But he's really good of what he he do too, right? So he's very tanky and could make your units really tanky. His ability, it's um, you know, um, he. While he's leading a, a unit, each time a range attack targets the unit, you worsen the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. So, you know, that would cover if you're, if you're a vehicle and you could claim the cover plus that one. That's really good. Yeah, I, I've actually been running because I don't run a lot of crisis suits in my current mm -hmm. list. I've just got three, three crisis suits and an enforcer commander because when I deep strike them in, that ability to... Um, Decrease, you know, basically he's got built in armor of contempt for the for that unit. Exactly. And um, then, you know, of course, you got the max number of shield drones in there, which for those who don't know, shield drones don't operate like they used to. Mm -hmm. All now, the only thing a shield drone does now is give the model that has it one extra wound. Mm -hmm. And they're just tokens. You don't even need to technically have it on the table. I put them on the table just, you know, I have them there in case it makes my opponent feel better. But um, you don't really need them there. You just pay the points and all right, shield drone, extra wound. You can have two extra shield. You can have two shield drones on every model in the squad. So right. everybody gets two extra wounds mm -hmm. that come. And they're combined with the, the built in um, armor of contempt mm -hmm. has made them fairly tanky. As you said, I, I drop them down and just, just to murder something and then right, maybe absolutely. hold a point and, and soak up a lot of firepower. Right. And you give uh, the crisis also like a shield generator and you have a four up pimple safe and they get really, really tanky, especially if you're really you're rolling hot and you get a lot of force. Then it's like, damn, I shot them with all the, the you know, half of my army and I kill one crisis. It's like, ah, it is demoralizing. It's, it's yeah. really, you know, and, and yes, I like using my drones. So I encourage people to keep the drones because a lot of people were saying, no, 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 don't keep them. I think they're going to come back and they're not going to be like tokens. They're going to, you know, you, you're going to need the physical model. And I like the physical representations. So I know what they're doing. Because if not, I forget. It's like, oh, I, I, I right. did, you know, like, let's say a strike team. Oh, I have a guardian drone there. If I don't see it, I totally forget they have the rule. Right. So I rather like, you know, have it there. So I know what they're doing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Um. My build has shield drones or shield generators and everybody too. So you got a four up invuln on everybody. So it's just a, and that with the commander, since he's embedded, I give him one shield drone and one marker drone. So exactly. that now they can, they can spot something, mm -hmm. remove cover off of something. And they're just going to sit on a point and be just another spotter for me. Exactly. So, exactly. And then and we have the cold star. Yeah. I was just going to get to that. Go ahead. Right. I love the culture commander because it like it keeps okay, we don't have assault weapons anymore, or they don't have the, the assault keyword. And what he does is like why this while this model is leading a unit, models in that unit have a move characteristic of twelve, so it increased two inches to the crisis suits. And uh range weapons equipped by models in that unit have the assault ability. So with that being said, he could actually uh lead a lead a, a crisis unit. They could advance and shoot normally because assault weapons are so uh, scarce in our codex in this edition. 
So with him in a unit, you could actually hide the crisis. That's a strategy that actually I got taught by a friend. You could um, start them on the board instead of deep striking them. You could um, hide them behind a building so nobody could see them or, or reach them in turn one. And then you could jump them, right, in midfield or uh, advance them and try to shoot something turn one. That's a really good strategy because they have the assault keyword and they could go really, really far. Let's say you roll a six and, and you have a 12 inch movement, you're moving 18 inches. If you start on the line, maybe and you could turn one maybe you potentially could have a, a a unit that could actually hit something and if you have two cps turn one let's say you roll really well and you have a, a, a two cps turn one you could just strike and fade with them and then pull them back and behind a, a ruin or something so they cannot be shot turn one it, it is a very good strategy yeah absolutely uh all right so before we move on to the non-battle suited commanders um, I just want to make a couple points for people listening who haven't looked at the index cards yet about the variety of weapons. All the same weapons that were there in 8th and ninth edition are all there. Air bursting frag projectors, burst cannons, cyclic ion blasters, fusion blasters, burst ca- uh, we already talked about burst cannon, uh, the, um, the missile pod, plasma mm-hmm. rifle, and the Tau Flamer. Tau mm-hmm. Flamer got a little bit of a nerf because it used to be what D61 or D6 plus 2 shots in ninth edition. Now it's just back down to D6 shots. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, flamers can be really good. So I think there is a build here where you put, you can put, because you know, remember every crisis suit and, and including the commanders has four hard points that you can put weapons on. If you really wanted to be ridiculous, you could kit out a three or, or six man crisis team with a commander uh, of your choice with all flamers and then just say, please walk in front of me. Let me overwatch. You're not going to kill anything big. But you, but anything even remotely squishy will be absolutely annihilated. Right. Um, but the 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 big guns that I that most people are using are the cyclic ion blasters and the plasma rifles. Plasma mm-hmm. rifle have twenty four inch range. It's only one attack though. But hitting on um, well for commanders it's three for for crisis suits it's four. Strength eight, AP three, three damage, and then the cyclic ion blaster. As this is seven neg one one or eight neg two two, if you overcharge it and risk the hazardous. And Correct. the cyclic ions are all eighteen inch range with three attacks each, whether you've standard or overcharge. Right. So a lot of people are putting two and three cyclic ion blasters on on each crisis suit, and you're putting out a volume of shots at a re- very uh, reasonable profile of whether you standard or overcharge it. Obviously, you're going to go overcharge it and get greedy, like at least I do. Right. Um, those are those are space ring killers. Uh, absolutely. I, I believe damage too is kind of the best weapon in, in the game right now that you could actually um take in, 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 in droves. You could actually have a lot of those weapons. It it's better than damage three, damage three usually it's um it, it, you, they have less shots. For example, the plasma, I used to love plasma, but now it's only you know they don't have the rapid fire. It's one shot. And I definitely would go for the cyclic. I am the only downside of that. It's the hazardous rule, which is uh, has changed in this edition too. And because we have the vehicle keyword, it could be a potential uh, Christ suit killer, right? So you have to learn where, when to use the, if you keep your, ion, your Christ suits with all ions, you need to learn where to use them over charge. And if it's worth to take them all with ions, right? 
let's say um, you have a Christ suit unit of, of three guys, right? And all of them have three ions, right? And then you overcharge all of them. You have to pass the test for each ion that you shot. So that's nine rolls of, 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 and try not to get a one. Each one will cost three mortal wounds to the unit. So if you have a Christ suit with two drones, shield drones, you will kill one with, um, with three ones. Because with two ones, you would keep one with one wound left. So that, that's just to keep that in mind. And, you know, I'm very lucky with my ion rerolls for hazardous, but some people are like, oh my God, I roll like five of them. And then you kill the whole unit, right? Or six of them in one go. And it's like, oh, you know. So sometimes you could use it as a suicide squad. You drop something, you kill what you want to kill. And then if they roll a lot of ones, well, good game, right? It's part of the game. It's part of the fun. Right. Absolutely. Moving on to the other characters. Um, well, there's only a couple others. We won't spend too much time on them. I will say I'm a huge fan of the Cadre Fireblade. I have one in my list. Okay. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a leader, so he can join the Fire Warrior Strike teams or the Breacher teams. Obviously, as we'll talk about in a second, Breachers in this edition are infinitely better than the Strike team. Um, well, the Strike team have some some play but i'm i'm a huge fan of the breachers right uh the cadre fireblade um has the volley fire rule while he's mm-hmm. leading a unit add one to the attacks characteristic of ranged weapons equipped by models in that unit and he's got the crack shot ability which um get out of here never heard of you don't even bother right he's got a he's got his pulse rifle with one shot which can rapid fire at 15 inch range to two shots mm-hmm. and then if you get a critical wound which Statistically, on even on two shots, real low, his AP characteristic on his rifle goes to neg three. Woohoo! So you are only bringing him. You are bringing him for his volley fire ability and for the fact that he is a absolutely um, ridiculously cheap forty points. Right. So he's a he's an enhancement bearer too, as we'll talk about um, later. I'm a big fan. Like you mentioned earlier, the example of the carryon. I like putting that on him. Mm-hmm. And so when he jumps out, turn two out of the devilfish with ten breachers giving plus one to attack and sustained hits. Right. They will, and, and they will just murk anything. Pick a unit, they'll murder it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I like that strategy. And then remember, um, with the right strategy, if somebody charged that unit of breachers, you could actually instantly put them on the devilfish. And you could yes. swim away. Yep, swim away, swim <laughs> away. Yeah, so when we'll talk about some more of, the, that, of that combo in a minute. Um, that's the short version of the the Cadre Fireblade. Um, have you messed with any of the Crute um, intent? I've never been a huge fan of Crute. I don't own any. You know, I love. It's a funny. It's a funny question. It's a loaded question because I love Crute, but I never use them. So I love the models, and I, I, you know, I like the rules, but it's not my play style. And I'm telling you why. I don't like losing um, units that I don't need to lose. And for me, sometimes. You know, crude are used as cannon fodder, and I'm a very conscious commander. So if I don't have to sacrifice a unit just because, I don't. And they're super squishy. So I like my units to survive the battle for the next day and go to their families, whatever. But, you know, it's just that it's like poor crude. It's not that I don't like using them uh, because of the model or the rules, it's because they're super squishy. Well, yes, part of the rules. And they they will die, right? So I don't don't like them that. It's just that. Yeah. But I think they're good. They have a good play, like especially the crude hounds. Oof. Yeah, there's, and that's the thing. There's like the crude hounds are 
good. Um, they they have some mission play. Last edition, people were using a lot of crew carnivore squads as like mm-hmm. cheap screens. I, right. I'm like you. I've never been a fan of the idea of just throwing a unit out there just to catch a charge and die. Right. Um, but on top of that, uh, I hate the models. I, <laughs> I don't like the models. I see. don't like them at all. The the kill team models that they came out Ooh. with are better, but still not a fan. So uh, all that to say, there is a crude shaper character in this index. Uh-huh. Um, I have not seen or heard of anybody using anything crew related except the crude hounds in this edition, but right. you're welcome to, uh, you know, do the homework, um, research and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> right. uh, the, so then we get into the ethereals. There's the, the basic ethereal, which you can put on, or you can put him on foot or on his hover disc. Mm-hmm. And, um, you want to talk about that one, Izzy? Yeah, I think he's really, I like him as an asset, especially because he could give you uh, an extra CP turn one, and he could give you an extra CP every turn as long as you roll a four in your command phase. And that's basically why I bring him in in a unit or, you know, like I I take him in my list just because of that four and that four, that um, four plus to get a CP, it's super powerful. And it has... Hey, I have bank on that ability and, you know, it has done amazing for me. So in that regard, I recommend taking an ethereal. Okay. Uh, and he is a mere 50 points. So another cheap investment character. He does have the leader ability, so you can't stick him in a squad of breachers or strike mm-hmm. uh, fire warriors. I wouldn't stick him in a breacher team because you're putting, you're, you're putting your source of extra CP danger oh, yeah. close to the enemy because with breachers you want to be up close right so maybe stick him in a strike squad park him on a back objective and let him hopefully generate you an extra CP absolutely or two. And, and he gives him the uh, pain of five so that pair with a guardian drone it's really powerful and it, it could help your unit survive if somebody actually decides to shoot at them they're in the back they will yeah. definitely survive okay uh, and but and also um, not that we pay points for it. I mean, my my ethereal model. I like the way I painted it. It's on a hover drone. I'm not going to take it off the hover drone. But right. having a hover drone is mm, pointless because if you're sticking him in a squad, he's stuck moving six inches with the rest of the squad. So him moving ten inches does nobody any good. Right. Exactly. So there's that. Uh, now a lot of lists I have seen bring on Va. Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, actually he's not really alive. Holograph a uh, hologram. Uh, ethereal lord why are people bringing him is he i, I, think, I, I haven't okay. i haven't yet been sold on him being in the no i you know and i, I don't I, I don't like ethereals a lot and and the only one i really like is Aunchi in that way right and Elmba, well you know my opinion of him is the same as far as i but um i want to say he's really good when he's a bait unit or he can be a bait unit you know like uh, i would think i will use it like that uh, the duality shield once per battle each time an attack targets this unit you can use this ability if it does until the end of the phase it's the only model that I heard has a two up invulnerable save so you, actually you can potentially put him there and start sucking fire of like super heavy weapons and you have a two up invulnerable save so it, 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 in my opinion it would be more of a bait unit be like haha you know shoot him or shoot uh, other things that will kill you right the other thing is the um, you know it, it, he gives uh, battleshock units uh, maybe a leadership test add one to the test. I mean that's good, but it's not like game breaking. And yeah. you know they, he also subtract one from the hit roll and 
to abstract one of the from the wound roll when he's being attacked. So that's really powerful. I think he's a very tanky unit and he's a bait unit more than anything, in my humble opinion. But and he's a yeah. long operative, so he definitely is not gonna be shot unless you put him right in the front and somebody's 12 inches away from him. You know, he's not gonna get shot. So it's a very durable unit and he's just there to, you know, cause havoc, I guess, too. And uh, because you're you will want to kill him just because. Right. And he's and, and he's six but he's he's sixty five points, he's lone right. operative, so he's relatively cheap. And yeah, he's he can be tanky at least especially with that two up involved, but I don't know. Um, I have not been. He only moves six inches a turn, so maybe some mission play, but right. he's not he exactly doesn't, flying around the board. Exactly. He doesn't give anything. Like, for example, you cannot give uh, an extra CP. You cannot do, I mean, in my humble opinion, I would not take him, you know, unless your list build is uh, like um, cater for him, right? I don't know. Yeah. All right. And then there's the last one that you mentioned. You said you like him on she. Aonshi, yeah, I, I I like Aonshi. I mean, he could fight. He could. He's um, he's the only hero that actually can fight really well. Um, he had like different abilities. The martial warrior ability has three options. Um, he has the his staff is called fidelity. He has a precision ability, so you could uh, target a character in the in the fight phase. Um, the forceful strike also has the devastating wound ability, and the whirling stance has the sustain hits. Two and or sustain hit one, depending of what you're using. And his staff, it's AP minus one, two damage. And he has um he has six attacks with that strength um strength five. So he's really good. Like, especially against small um characters like like you know, string uh toughness three, toughness four, even toughness five, you're hitting on fours. I mean it's not bad. Yeah, he could lead a squad, and if he, it gets really dicey, he could jump into the fight. And you know, he's not a terrible leader for that. He has an imbalance save of five two. He has toughness three, which is okay. Like it's, it's an infantry model, and um, he has three wounds only. Yeah, I'm not impressed. No, but, <laughs> but you know, we we're not a melee uh, army, right? So from right, so. Yeah, so having these characters with, oh, look, I've got a melee weapon. That's great. Right, right, right. Oh, but yeah, exactly. Wh- why do I care? <laughs> giving, giving a character in this, in this index or in this codex, in this faction, giving them a melee weapon, to me, is a giant, you should not take this character sign. Right. But, <laughs> right. You know. But, yeah, it's the only one that actually can do something, right? He's not just going to yeah. slap you in the face. But Yeah. Now, the next character, though, I think is, for me, he's an auto-take. And yes. you tell me if you if you feel differently, Dark Strider. Yes, he he is a leader. He can only join Pathfinders, which is fine. Um, he has the Scout seven inch uh, move, and he's got Infiltrators, so he can um, Scout move or he can infiltrate with the Pathfinders. Um, he's got a gun and he's got a close combat weapon. We don't care. The whole reason you're bringing him is for two things. One, while he's leading a unit, each time a model in that unit makes a range attack, add one to the wound roll. Mm-hmm which is really great if you put the maximum three rail rifles Correct. into your Pathfinder squad. Mm-hmm. And, but the most important reason, the only reason that he's an auto-take is he has the jammer array, which means that enemy units that are set up on the battlefield from reserves cannot be set up within 12 inches of this model. He's a one-man infiltrator, or, uh, yeah, Space Marine infiltrator squad. He has that 12-inch no deep strike bubble. Um, so Gene Sitter cults and uh, the Incarn, uh, F off. 
Yeah, exactly. And also, um, I've, I was facing uh, Marines the, the other day. I went to a tournament and they have the, um, you know, the new deep striker guys that um, can't remember the name of those. They have the ability of deep strike three inches in, um, away from enemy units. And that took me by surprise. It, I, I was not expecting that. And he dropped uh, nine guys with that ability. And he tried to took my midfield, but it was too late in the game. And I, I ended up killing all of them. But they greg like some havoc in my midfield, right? Because of that ability. If I had that Dark Strider in the midfield, they would not be able to do that. Oh, you're talking about um, Inceptors? Interceptors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I used when um, Steve and I played a, a practice game at uh, Lone Star. And he was, Steve was coaching about how to use Dark Strider to keep the Gene Sailor Cult guys with their um, demo charges away from right. most of my army. So I, I, I think he's absolutely an auto-take, especially with the fact that you've got the Incarn oh, yeah. still running around causing everybody misery. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's great. And the, like I said, the plus one to wound is just icing on the cake for, for models in the unit. Not that you care about that for the pulse rifles, but three rail rifles as we get to with a plus one to wound is can be very nice. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. All right, and then... Um, I think this is the last character. Yep, last character. Yes. Last character in the list, Long Strike. Talk about him. I love tanks, and, and I, I have taken every single game that I have. He's not as good as he was, but um, he's, um, he's an armor hunter, so each time he hits a monster or vehicle, he had one to the hit roll. Uh, he has, of course, the inbuilt target and array, so you can reroll a, a wound roll or hit roll when resolving the attacks. You could choose, and the XP-02 pilot battles in your command phase, you can select one fr friendly hammerhead gunship unit uh, 12 inches away from him. Until the start of the next command phase, ranged weapons equipped by models in that unit have the lethal hit ability, which I believe is better when you have, um, he has the rail cannon, and the other hammerhead has an ion cannon because you give them yep. lethal hits. And then you Absolutely. don't need to wound, right? You're hitting something, and then you you get the sixes, and they out of wound, right? So I think that's the better combo in if you're taking him. So that that, that that's how I've been taking him, and he has been uh, pretty devastating. I took him once against an elder uh, list with ten raid guard, and he melted the raid guard. I brought him turn three. I put him in a reserve. He come turn three on the side, and the raid guard was already in the midfield. He came on the side. He got like clear line of, line of fire. He destroyed that unit. It was, he killed seven of them uh, out of ten in one go. So it, 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 by himself, it was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 Holy moly. Uh, I was like, all right, railgun, two seeker missiles. That's three. No, no, no. You no kill the other four. No, no, no. He was using the ion cannon. Oh, you gave, you gave long strike the ion cannon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah, that that game I, I I pair him with the iron cannon and it was pretty devastating. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been running long strike with a with the railgun himself because of that plus one to to the hit roll. So you're hitting your railguns hitting on twos, mm -hmm. uh, technically hitting on ones if it if you remain stationary. But right. you're usually not doing that with him. Right. Um, but then yeah, having having a buddy with him with an ion another um, hammerhead with him with an iron cannon. Mm -hmm. The iron cannon for those listening, sixty inch range, d six plus three attacks. And it has blast, 
Mm-hmm. And then it's hitting on uh, for the regular hammerhead. It's hitting on th- on fours for long strike. It's hitting on threes. Yeah. Strength seven, neg one, two damage or overcharge for strength eight, neg two, flat three damage. Very strong. Yeah. That that thing will pick up a space marine squad all by itself oh, yeah. in one round of shooting. Oh yeah. So yeah, and he can, and I have, I can have, uh, I have personal experience. Also, sorry, Sam, uh, to call you out on this, but. Um, I, I have had an ion cannon on overcharge with lethal hits, pick up a redemptor dreadnought in one round of shooting. Yeah. So this is very strong. It is, it is, it is. It, it's a good weapon in this, in, in this, uh, edition. I hope the, um, I don't know. It's a better chassis to take him on the hammerheads than the ion cannon, the riptide, but we could go there in a little bit. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, the other weapon to mention, just to shout out on the hammerheads and, and a lot of other things, uh, uh, broadsides can have them, hammerheads can have them, mm-hmm. uh, sky rays, if you're masochistic, I guess, um, uh, piranhas, most of these other things. It's actually too bad that you, although I'm kind of glad that you can't put them on Tetris because that would be probably ridiculous, but right. you can put seeker, seeker missiles. Seeker missiles, especially since they're free point, they're, they're, you don't have to pay, pay points for them. They're great. 48 yeah. inch range for a one shot per game. It's just one shot, but that's okay. It's strength 14, neg three AP, D6 plus one damage, money. Yeah, it is. When you can have them on every, I mean, you're putting them on your, you put two on your devil fish, you put two on your hammerheads, two on long strike, two on your piranhas. You you end up with something. I think my list has something like 12. Yeah, they're really 14, good. 12 mm-hmm. or 14 secret, secret missiles. Um, So yeah, they're, they're so good that they are because they're confirmation kills. Yeah. Just in absolutely. case your, your, your bigger shot didn't do something. You've just, you, you, you declare your one, at least one seeker missile afterward or both. And you will finish off whatever you hit with a rail gun or rail rifle or whatever. Correct. So, Oh, you know, which yeah. one we forgot Uh far side team, the far side marksman. Oh yeah. I haven't got yeah Cause they're, they're not with the other characters. You're right. Right. But we, right. We, let's, let's, let's mention them right now so we can finish up characters. Right. Um, go ahead and talk about them. So, I mean, he's a good choice in between when, when you're marking something, especially because this is the thing he has infiltrator, lone operative and stealth. So he has the role, the ability of persist, precise targeting while this model is a guided unit. Each time it makes an attack that targets a spotted unit, you can re-roll the hit roll. But I believe if you can take him or, or a pair of Tetris, I will definitely take the Tetris just out of mobility because basically gives you the same thing. He comes with three um, uh, sniper drones, which is okay, but he only moves six, right? And he's not as mobile as the Tetris that moved 18 for the same um, ability, pretty much. And he's not that expensive, but you know I would definitely take the Tetris over him. Yeah. And, and the, the, yeah. And he's just, he continues to be the, one of the most frustrating units in this index. Mm-hmm. Never once has a firesight marksman, or in this case, the, now it's just called the firesight team uh-huh. been worth much of anything. Right. They, they're supposed to be a sniper unit. They have one of the worst sniper weapons in the game, strength five, AP one, two damage hitting on fours. Mm-hmm. And the, it's three shots for the whole team. It's not three shots per sniper drone or anything. It's, Three shots. Yeah, this guy shots. gets three shots at thirty-six inch range. You're only hitting on fours, and you have precision. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yeah. So that's not great. No. So it's pretty sad. Actually. It's 
really, really very sad. You're you're not killing no no firesight marksman in history has killed any character ever. That is my diehard belief. Right. Um, prove I'm I'm like the guy in the meme was sitting out there with his cup of coffee at the table. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so, um, anyway, but there are a lot of other units that we should talk about. We'll we'll cover the um the two variants of of fire warriors to start mm-hmm. the strike team and the breacher team. Um, the major difference is they have the the same profile, six inch move, T three, four up save, one wound, OC two because they're your these are your two battle line units, mm-hmm. um, and leadership seven up. So Tyranids will battle shock them more than likely. Yeah. Um, uh, the both of them get the DS eight support turret option, which means you can bring in a support turret. Don't care. Moving, I, you're that's not. I in my opinion, it's not worth the time on your clock to even do that. The big thing is the strike team can uh it when it gets to fire overwatch it hits on force correct and that's it's very okay strong. That, that, that's that right. actually helped me a lot it actually saved me the other day they i, I don't remember what oh they did stroke um I really, it, it was not it was a squishy unit and i told him if you did strike him i could overwatch you on force and he still did it and i destroyed the unit it was the shadow specters i believe from elder and he was oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad yeah. for him. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, it's it's nice. But here's the other trick: is mm-hmm. in order to get that rule, this unit has to be within range of an objective marker. So you right. have to park the strike team on an objective marker, mm-hmm. which means they may or may not be in cover. Hopefully, they some part of the objective marker is in cover, so you can right. keep the squad just like toe in on the objective and in cover. Um, otherwise, they're even more squishy, which mm-hmm. is not great. Uh, now, they can have um, a Guardian drone. Uh, you want to re- let everybody know what that does? Absolutely. So the Guardian drone is really good this edition, in my humble opinion. It's, it makes them uh, to subtract one from the wound roll. Anything that's shooting at them, it subtracts one from the wound roll. I think it's really makes them way more tanky. And like I say, pair with an ethereal with a 5-up film of pain, they could last a long time and they could withstand a lot of firepower. It does, and and the the guardian drone is, I think, is is a huge help and has helped me keep my breachers alive. So yeah, I think it's a must. Yeah, it's a must take when you're taking what I do for them. It's I take a guardian drone and a marker drone because I use them to mark. So that will give me the ability of of removing cover from anything I'm they're guiding. Yeah, and you actually don't even need to do. I just realized this. You don't mm-hmm. even need to give a marker drone to them. They already have the marker like keyword. Oh yeah, let me see. Oh yeah, they do. They do. Actually. Yeah, I just noticed that while I'm looking right. at the cards. I went, well, that okay. So that makes giving them a marker drone pointless. So I don't That's know. Cool. Give them a give them a gun drum so they can All right shoot more or maybe a shield shoot more or or do an act. Yeah, they can do an action or something. Right. Um. So uh, and then the breacher team has one of the coolest rules. I think it's thematic. I think it's yes. fun and I think it's effective. It's called breach and clear. Mm-hmm. When you shoot at when this unit targets a with makes ranged attacks against an enemy unit that is itself the enemy unit has to be within range of an objective marker like you're clearing them off of an objective marker you get full wound rerolls yes yes so they're they're pulse shotguns it's called the pulse blaster but we all know they're shotguns yeah uh, they are range ten inches two attacks each they're hitting on threes. They're the, one of the only units in the game besides the character that's not a character that hits at a base ballistic scale of three plus. Strength six, AP one, one damage. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there's a combo here. 
mm-hmm. throw in your cadre fireblade. Right. So he gives plus one attack to everybody in the unit. Now every person in your 10-man breacher squad is getting three attacks. Right. Then you give him the example of the Kalyan ability so that they're getting their exploding sixes and double exploding sixes one turn earlier on turn two. Mm-hmm. So now you have three, you're getting 30 shots with exploding sixes. And if you target, uh, if they're they're guided, then it's double exploding sixes. Right. You know, two. Uh, and you are putting, and you're getting full wound rerolls. Right, right. It's it's very devastating. Honestly, it's disgusting. <laughs> it, it, it's gross. It is and, gross. It is offensive, and I love it. And actually, you could uh, well, depending what turn it is, uh, you could actually do the um, not coordinating. Oh, a point blank ambush. So yes. you add one to the to the AP. Right. So that's even better. Now, yep. now you have like 30 shots, you know, and two re-rolling wounds at AP minus two, one damage. It is, it is disgusting. I yeah, wish, I wish Dark, Dark Strider could pair with them, but that would be really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, it, Oh, yeah, if you could put Dark Strider in there, it'd be even worse. It would, yeah. that, that would just be broken. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I'm, I'm glad that it can't, but yeah, it would, it would be silly. Um, but even as it is, if you if you want this, you can do this with with put a cadre fireblade and a breacher team in a devilfish, roll them forward, and because it's a, well, as we'll get to in a second, devilfish, you can advance and then have the people inside jump out, correct? Shoot, yeah. So you that you have this this giant missile, which is for a combined amount of just over two hundred points, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, including the character. Um, you have you have um, it's it's just a everybody's going on a murder road trip right in the devil fish yeah it's great so uh it's awesome all right uh so and then there's one other infantry squad that called crew carnivores nobody cares um <laughs> seven inch move t3 one wound six up save no invuln no s- stealth and and a seven inch scout move right and if they uh if they if they destroy a unit in in the fight phase they get a five up feel no pain for the rest of the battle. Ooh. If, if, right. if they kill something, I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I would use them as a screening unit or maybe something in the backfield, but definitely I, I hate seeing them die, you know, like that. Yeah. But oh well, they have their uses. They do. Uh, all right. And then uh, there's also the Crudox riders. Mm-hmm. Um, same movement, even though he's on, he's riding on that weird crew dog kind of cow dog, gorilla yeah. thing. <laughs> um, with a, he's got a, he's got a gun on it. And if he's, um, if a crew carnivore packs within six inches of him, the, each time that unit makes an attack, they could reroll, they can add one to the hit roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gun, the big crew gun on the back of the gorilla is strength seven, AP zero, two damage, hitting on force. Yeah. Yeah, it's two attacks. Mm, yeah, yeah, and you you can have all of that for the uh, the bargain price of thirty five points a model. Moving on, right? Um, yeah, it, I'm sorry. Ter- Terminators are thirty five points a model, so that's I'm not paying thirty five points for that nonsense. All right, now we're getting to something good, and this is Crisis Battle Suits. Yay! Izzy, take it away. Yeah, some of my favorite units in the game, absolutely. 
Um, man, I just lost the card. I have it right here. So they move 10 inches. They have a toughness of 5, a, uh, um, armor save of 3+. plus. They have 4 wounds, leadership 7, and OC of 2, which is really good. Our Tau units have a lot of OC. Like they, they, People complain. It's like, how does Fire Wars have OC2 or Crisis have OC2? Well, we do. And then we have an range of weapons. We could take three of each or, or three different weapons plus a uh, um, battle support system or a weapon support system. We have the Turbo Yetz, which it times the unit advance. Um, we do not make a, an advance roll. Instead, um, at six to the move characteristic of the models in this unit. So that's really good. Yeah, auto advance six is very nice, especially Correct. if you partner with a Cold Star. Yes. That gives you, it gives everybody movement 12. So now you're doing auto 18 inch moves. Exactly. They're zipping all around the table. Exactly. The only bad thing about Christ suit, I believe, and it's not bad per se, because in melee, we have a lot of advantages. It's that they have the vehicle keyword. They, they're vehicle walker fly battlesuit crisis, right? So yeah. that gives us a disadvantage, I believe, when taking cover or going around buildings or getting into buildings because it's hard for vehicles to do that completely. And one thing that I learned to, to get full visibility from a building, the unit have or the vehicle has to be fully inside the building to be able to shoot outside the building. If not, if you're towing inside the building, you cannot shoot through the building. But they, you, but you could be shot at. So one thing to note when you're playing. Yeah, and the the fly key ro- keyword continues to be the bane of a lot of people. It is yeah. especially the bane of Tau because we have a lot of units that have the fly keyword, and fly is not well written in this edition. And so, right. w- yeah, you're you're uh, the only downside, as you said, is with crisis suits, you have to go around the building. You can't go through it. Correct. So, which is frankly part of the reason that I'm only running just the one three man drop force right come in right. turn two or turn three to to murder something that i think is going to be a threat absolutely um, but also it's really strong with strike of fate so just to note that there is that yeah in dave i think uh, a lot of people uh, it's worth clarifying i don't i uh, and this is a question right i heard a couple of, of different instances in that i don't think you could do strike of fate if you did strike um but some people are saying that you can do strike of fate after you beat strike. So I think it's not the way. But if somebody correct me, by all means. Well, we'll get to that when we get the strats. We'll we'll yes, read sir. the language on it and we'll 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 give it some thought. Okay. Um the uh the next unit I think is another ubiquitous and almost auto take in in this uh in this faction, in this detachment, mm-hmm. are the stealth battle suits. Yes. They are not gonna kill a lot. Mm-mm. But they could definitely they could definitely help you get the midfield really early in the game, which is very important in this edition too, because there's a lot of missions that require you to have um, the objectives in the midfield in no man's land. We and with them you could do that really easily, and they have a lot of abilities. Like for example, stealth gives them a minus one to hit, and they're very easy to hide. I don't know. They in the forward observer rule, which gives them the the ability to be a guided unit and the 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 unit that they're guiding gets a reroll wound of one yes yeah giving that reroll ones to wound can be clutch right depending on what unit you're using them to guide for right so 
Um, yeah, no, I think it's great. That's and that's and they have infiltrators and they have stealth. Right. Um, they can also uh, you can give them the homing beacon, yes. um, which once per battle you can use rapid ingress or for zero CP. Up. A target mm-hmm. must be set up within three inches of them and not within nine inches of an enemy unit. Right. So you can if you have them in the right place, you can bring in a crisis team by rapid ingress. And then they the one thing a lot of people don't do with Tau, and I recommend this. Um, leave a lot of your units in deep strike so you have way more mobility and or in 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 strategic research which it's different a lot of people or i was doing it in the first two games until they explained me it's not you could have 500 points in deep striking and you could also have as much as 500 points also in a strategic reserves but they're not the same so you could have half of your army still outside the board by turn one. And then you could use the strategic reserves to bring things in either deep strike or outflank, depending what you're doing, right? So I think that's very powerful. And I think that's the way to use Tau. So you don't have things in the board. You don't want to get shot. Don't be in the board. You don't need to be in the board um, to control the, right. the objectives or to control the game, and especially turn one. Nothing is going to deep strike unless somebody had like a drop pod. Nothing is going to deep strike in your backfield turn one. So I think it's a yeah. very good strategy that have helped me a lot avoid um, to get shot or, you know, my units destroyed early in the game. And that's really good. Okay. So you have two potential units that could um, get, um, you know, not the rapid ingress the same turn, but you could leave one and then the next one next turn, turn two early in the game. If you don't get turn one, you could actually use it and and move them after your your opponent moves. It's it's done. It's ended. Then you could use the rapid ingress again. So it's really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And I didn't realize that about the that you could do five hundred of strategic reserve and five hundred deep strike. Yes. Huh. All right. Good to know. Yep. Uh. All right. Uh. The next one is the stealth suits big uh big brother. And a unit that until 10th edition was cool, but not super useful. Mm-hmm. And now they're awesome. Ghost yeah. kills. Yeah. Ghost kills are finally on the menu. And I think it's great. They've got infiltrators, lone op, stealth, mm-hmm. this big old model on a, a, one of the oval sized bases has got lone op. Mm-hmm. And he's a 10-inch move. He's T8 with a 2-up save, mm-hmm. 12 wounds, OC3, and he comes with two stealth drones, which each stealth drone means that once per battle, so twice per battle in total, after an attack is allocated to this model, so after you've realized that they've rolled enough damage that you care, mm-hmm. you can change the damage characteristic of that attack to zero. Mm-hmm. So twice per, per game, he can just go, oh, you just hit me with a laser cannon? Uh, don't care. Yeah, damage exactly. zero. Exactly. And you know what's fun? That um, and sorry to interrupt you. That uh, one no, thing, yeah. The, the for example, the drones don't work because that's another thing I see people doing. They're treating drones as a night edition, right? So they they take the drone first. If they receive damage, then they allocate damage first to the drone. But the drone right now it's just extra wounds, like insulating um, ability to your unit. And you could take the drone and at any time, right, from the, from the uh, ghost skill. Let's say you're in melee and, uh, or you, you're getting shot and they shoot you the, you know, 
I don't know, like maybe a bolter fire or something. And then they hit you with plasma or last guns, like you said. Then you could use the drones if you fail. You, even if you fail some of the wounds on the bolter, it doesn't matter. Until you hit the last cannon, then you take the, 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 the drone ability, and then you take the token of the drone, and then you reduce the damage to zero once you fail the save, right? So yeah. that's important to know because some people are allocating them first, and they're like, oh, no, your drone died, and it goes away. But it does. the drones don't work like that this edition. Nope, they're just tokens. I actually yeah. only, I field two ghost kills, but one of them that I have is, was given to me as a gift, already pre-assembled and everything, mm-hmm. and I was not given any stealth drones. So I actually, actually last edition could only play with one of them because I only had enough stealth drones to go with no. one. Now, I just put one stealth drone model with each guy and I put an extra poker chip token right. underneath it to, to, to mark off. They're just tokens. They're, yeah. they're not actually models. They are... This is not the drone you're looking for. Uh, so <laughs> it's not really there. Right. So, uh, yeah. And then the ghost kill guns. Um, I'm still messing around with this. I think there's there's pros and cons to both. The cyclic ion raker has the standard and overcharged read hazardous profiles. Mm-hmm. 36 inch range, six attacks, hidden on fours, either strength seven or strength eight, AP one or overcharged AP two, mm-hmm. and then flat two or flat three damage. Or you can get the Fusion Collider, which has the Melt to 2 rule. It's only an 18-inch range, mm-hmm. two attacks, hitting on fours, strength 12, neg 4, d6. Uh, so if you're at nine inches or less, it's d6 plus two. Uh, usually you don't want to be close enough to get the Melta problem, which the, the Melta bonus, which is sort of my issue with the Fusion Collider. But yeah. strength 12 is also really nice. So... Having a lone op who's got infiltrator and stealth, and he just he's shooting strength twelve AP four shots at name your problem. Yeah, I, I uh, he's, he's gonna hurt it. Right, I recommend if people take two. I think two in this edition it's the magic number for ghost kills. I think if you're using three, you need to actually keep your 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 build and your list for you know taking three. But I think three it's too much. Two it's the key number. And I believe using one with the cyclic iron raker. So it's like a midfielder or backfielder shooting things that and, and, and harassing and, and baiting the units. And the other one could be in the in, in the middle of the field or in the front, right? Harassing units really close with the fusion glider and fusion blaster. You know, that will be my big yeah. both. And that's that's what I've been running so far. I haven't right. I've been, I've been, I probably am, am, uh, was a little too hesitant to to commit him to really use the fusions properly, mm-hmm. but that's uh, you know, I don't get into practice games as it is. So right. Um. Anyway, so but ghost kills overall awesome. I've had some ghost kills absolutely tank more firepower than they have any right to do, right. and it's really demoralizing for your opponent, and it is a lot of fun for the tail player. Yeah, I know, I know. Um. Uh, all right, uh, Pathfinders. I know I, we're starting to see some of these in competitive lists. I mm-hmm. have been a, a big believer in them since day one. What are your thoughts on? I think Pathfinders are really good, depending um, if you know how to uh, uh, use them, because a lot of people put them too far away, or they they use them too upfront, and then they don't get turn one, and they get killed turn one right away. So I think that's the downside of them. 
I believe if you pair them with Dark Stride and you use them cautiously as a spotter unit in your maybe backfield, midfield, it would be really good and they would last uh, uh, a long time in the game. Maybe not to turn five, or maybe they will, right? But I don't necessarily scout them seven inches, depending only depending on the map or depending on the, uh, on the layout of, of the mission, then maybe. But I think they're really good. The grabbing inhibitor drone, if I go to the abilities, it's, it, it's good to you know, subtract two from the charge rolls. And um, the pulse accelerator drone adds six to their range characteristics. So the, that's going to add to the pulse carabine, which is 20 inches. So you're going to have a 26-inch range which is not bad. And then the Recon Drone, add one to the Drone Burst Cannon and the Barrier Units has the Infiltrator ability. You could infiltrate with them so you have more units in your midfield. It will be a, um, I want to run one day like Stealth Suits, Stealth Suits, Ghost Skill, Ghost Skill, Pathfinder, Pathfinder. So have six units in the midfield, right? Maybe with Shadow Sun. And I think that would be a good build with Breachers backing them. Maybe the backfield with some either broadsides or prices that are heavy here. But that, that, that build could be really good. Yeah. I will be surprised, especially now that we've seen the Space Ring Codex and, mm-hmm. and some of the, the flavors of detachment that are out there. I will be shocked if our Codex comes out sometime next year and we don't have a detachment that absolutely leans into the stealth suits, ghost kills, pathfinders, and just really a lot of sort of the the stealth vanguard detachment like the space rings have of of being real sneaky and stealthy right so uh yeah i i use i've only used this the scout move a couple times with pathfinders and that's only if like i'll deploy them out to make sure that they've got line of sight on something and then if i don't go first then Mm -hmm. i use the scout move to run them into cover right get them behind a behind obscuring terrain Correct. And then one thing that it's, uh, it's fair to, to mention about them, that you could actually um, use them to spot two units at a time. Right? So yes, that's, that's the whole reason I take them. Exactly. Right. And, you know, it's really good. Funny thing is, and I, I, I'm asking this to, to, to everybody, I don't think, let's say you, you divide your shooting in a unit, I don't think they could spot for the same unit to two different units, right? So you got the benefit of the plus one to two units. I don't think so because that counters the for the greater good rule. Then when you divide your shooting and you're guided, then you subtract one from your hit roll, right? I don't think that could be done. It's not how the rule is written by any means. Yeah, I'm no. Just it just occurred to me right now, but I don't think. Well, I, I I don't think you can. Yeah, because you you have to declare once. Correct. One uh, the the pathfinders are the guy are the are the observer unit. The other units, the, the the guided unit, and you have to do that as one action, and then the pathfinders can can observe Got again. again. Right. You can't. Right. I I wouldn't say you can do it twice at once to 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 double spot. To split right. Spot right. No, you're totally right. Also, if 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 you are a seasoned Tau player, you understand that splitting fire is usually a very bad life choice. Right. You want to pick something, shoot it, and completely murk it off the table. Unless, unless you definitely have the firepower to like statistically kill two units in one go, which I would definitely recommend when using ion cannons. And maybe you have a unit, a small unit, a bigger unit, and you have enough numbers to do it, go for it. I, I will definitely recommend it without getting guided. So 
then you're hitting normally all around on fours instead of hitting threes on fives. And the average are kind of the same, especially if you have re-roll, let's say, once or something, it, it gets better. I don't know. But it depends. I like splitting fire. I, I hear you when you say don't split fire. Uh, but I don't know. I have really good results splitting fire. And maybe it's because okay. of, the, of, of the rolls I get, right? And, and that's probably why. But suddenly split fire, and that's one of my main assets, the target designation and sticking to that idea until that unit is gone, it's what wins me games, to be honest. Yeah, makes sense. I guess splitting fires, like, the, the, I think the only time that I, that I reasonably split fire is if, like, it's one of my hammerheads. Mm-hmm. Because you, and I put, the, I put the burst cannons on my hammerheads. Okay, nice. the burst cannons aren't going to shoot at the thing that the, ham, that the rail gun's going to shoot at. They're Absolutely. totally different guns for different purposes. So then I'll split fire. But right. y- other than that, I usually won't. But I'm also paranoid, and I just want to make sure things are absolutely dead. Absolutely. Um, uh, all right. So next unit is um, the piranhas. Also, welcome back to the game, piranhas. Mm-hmm. We're nice. It's nice to have you back on the menu uh, because you were absolutely trash start to finish throughout ninth edition. Um, now they're pretty good they because are. they've got a 14 inch move. Um, their primary gun, the burst cannon, the fusion blaster, uh, take your flavor. I don't really, I don't think it really matters. You're not taking these things to kill. Um, you're taking them because they also have the, the, their built in gun drones, which don't jump off anymore and don't mm-hmm. become gun drones and don't do anything. They just count as twin linked pulse carbines, which have the assault keyword. Mm-hmm. So your 14 inch piranha can fly all around the table and advance and then do mission play. Right. And then another thing, it's really important and really interesting, the drone harassment tactics. At the end of your movement phase, select one enemy unit within 12 12 inches of this unit. That enemy unit must take a battle shock test, which is really powerful and really helpful for this unit. Because you could be on an objective and then you you force someone to take, you don't even have to shoot that unit, and you force them to take a battle shock test. They fail it, and then you're controlling the 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 objective with one or two piranhas. Yeah, I, I honestly, I have. I think I usually forget to have them do that, <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't gotten the benefit of that yet. Uh-huh. But it's definitely something that I need to try to incorporate a bit more in my in my play with them because right, especially with weak units, you could force something that is an objective twelve inches away from you. You don't necessarily have to do it like in the objective you're holding or something. And you can just use them to, you know, shoo, shoo, get away. And you don't have that object- objective anymore if they succeed, right? And it's really, really good tactic. You know? And it just adds yeah. to, their, to their arsenal, which is not a, a, like a, per se, a weapon in the terms of shooting, but it's a weapon in terms of strategy and game. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tool in your toolbox. Exactly. Um, and like, like uh, you and I both mentioned earlier, you can put two seeker missiles on a piranha mm-hmm. too, so... It can come in from a flank and um, you can wrap an ingress it in or you can whatever. And then it can pop off with two secret missiles, in, you know, to maybe, I don't know, shoot a basilisk or a plague burst crawler sitting in the backfield and clip some wounds off. Right. And then so, the, the fusion blaster is 12 inches, strength nine. It's not bad. It's going to do some damage, right? Right. The only problem is it's, and it is melt a four, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So it's going to do D six. If you're within six inches, it's going to do D six plus four damage. Problem is it's only one shot. Right. And then that means you got within six inches of something that's going to 
probably kill you back. So right. fire off here. My my point is, as soon as you get it in line of sight with something of anything interesting, fire the secret missiles because your piranha is probably not going to be the next turn to exactly to, to fire the secret missiles later. Right. So but now they have seven wounds, and that's very tanky. Like it, it, it's it gets, yeah, it no, absolutely. Better. It depending on where you deploy it, how you where you've moved it. It T seven with seven wounds and a four ups armor save. It can survive some. It'll tank a few shots. It'll certainly resist some bolter fire, things like that. Right. But if anything dedicated anti-tank looks in your in the piranha's general direction, it's going to... Right. Oh, absolutely. And also, if, now you have a unit composition of one to three piranhas, so that's like 21 wounds in, in the whole unit, which is not bad. You know, you could no. still get one piranha left and you're good to go. Uh, all right. Next unit, uh, just kind of moving along here. Uh, Vespid Stingwings, another unit that I absolutely hate the model. No. Especially, I mean, these models have been around forever. But right. I did buy, I need, I bought some some three um, D printed jump packs and mm-hmm. specialized guns. I just need to buy another squad of uh, breachers, and I'm going to turn them into my proxy Vespids. Right. Um, I'm, I'm going to give a I'm going to give a quick shout out to a friend of mine. Um, he owns Red Duck Minis, and I use the the jet packs from Red Duck Minis to Get my pathfinders. I use the pathfinders and I use okay. jetpacks. And the, he also makes the the blasters for the for the biscuits. And you cut the tip of the of their pulse carabine, and you add the the tip of the of the pulse of their um what's that uh, the neutron blaster, and they look fantastic. I, I could send you some pictures later if if you. I mean, not in the podcast. Oh but, yeah, for sure. You know, but definitely, they look way better. I like that idea because in my enclaves, I don't use auxiliaries. So even the the, the um, I, I don't use crew for the enclaves, and the best bits are the uh, pathfinders with the jetpack. So everything is thematic and everything is kitted that way. So yeah, I like the profile. It I use the sting wings with um, you know great success, but I I understand right that you know. Some people don't like them. Some people like them a lot. And if you want to go through the abilities, Steve? Yeah, sure. They're, I mean, they're, they're base 12-inch move, which is the stat you care about. Right. Their neutron blasters are 18-inch range with assault, so you can advance them and have them do mission play or advance mm-hmm. them and shoot. And they have airborne agility, which is at the end of your movement phase. If this unit's not within engagement range of any enemy units, you can remove it from the battlefield and place it into strat reserves. Mm-hmm. So this is another key unit for mission play. Right. Correct. Correct. They're very key. Yeah. Very key, very, very style. They can do a lot of, of things. And honestly, they could do a lot of damage too. And it's like, I mean, two shots of, and the, the bad thing it's now they could only be a unit of five. So you still have 10 shots coming at someone and strength five, AP minus two, two damage, which could actually kill something. Right. And they're not bad. And this too, you could, yeah, and you could use your point blank strat here too to make him AP three. So strength five, AP three, two damage. Not bad. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably killing, you know, some space marines. Right, right, right. And then there's crude hounds. Tell me why I care, please. I, wow. I know this. A lot of people are using them. I, I, I don't. I haven't come up with the big brain play to understand why crude hounds matter. They're they're thirty points for four. Right. I don't know. Like I, I mean, the model. It's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh huh. They're 12-inch move, T3 with one wound, and a six-up armor save. They're right. going to die. Yeah, they, they have stealth. Okay, woohoo. And they have the scout 9-inch move. 
They have a hunting pack rule, but it means you have to take them with carnivores, which as we established earlier, they are not really worth damn. Right. So I, I guess they're 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 a really cheap screening unit. If you really want a cheap screening unit, um, you can spend 30 points for four crude hounds. You could spread them out and screen off uh, you know, an avenue of approach or something. Um, they can catch a charge or something for you, but overall, meh. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Uh then there are the broadside battle suits, which I have not experimented with a lot, but you have. So yeah, I love broadsides, and like I say, a lot, a lot of that uh, has to do with mobility, right? So just fair to say, broadsides—it's one of my favorite units in the game, just because of the firepower they have. They—they are great at anti-tank, and uh, this is the downside: they're not very mobile. So they have a five-inch movement. They're T6 now. They used to be T5. They have an uh, armor save of two, which is fantastic. Wounds, they have eight wounds, uh, leadership seven, and OC of two. But let me tell you one thing. They have an armor, uh, advanced armor. So this, mob, this model in this unit have the feel no pain for possibility against mortal wounds, which makes them really tanky. And the, the thing about them, you could add two shield drones to them. And they suddenly become a 10-wound model. Uh-huh. They're vehicle walker yeah. battlesuit broadside. And the, 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 the thing is these, right? I like bringing two units to the field, right? Maybe a unit of three, maybe a unit of two. Three and two, that's the, uh, it's my magic number right now. And I could put the two-man unit in the board, trying to get some firing lanes. And I, how I keep them, it's a rail cannon or the, the, the heavy rail rifle, a plasma rifle, which is twin link, and a seeker missile, which is uh, one shot only. And that way you have four shots that, you know, goes from strength 14, strength 12, and strength eight, the plasma, and everything goes minus three and minus four. And then the, you know, plasma is three damage, uh, heavy rail rifle, D6 plus one, and uh, seeker is D6 plus one which is really good because you have the backfield shooting at you, you know, 12 shots that are going to hit a tank and probably going to destroy it. And then what I recommend players is don't leave your broadsides in, in you, don't do a gun light mm -hmm. and bring, bring them in strategic reserves later on the game, turn two or turn three and start banking on Kalyon. So you maximize your shooting, right? Especially if they're a guided unit, then all the sixes, start doubling the shots especially because now Kalyon before it worked at 12 inches only now it, it doesn't have a range in every six you're using after turn three or depending if you're using uh enhancement turn two only in price suits or 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 like the fire warriors uh, they get um exploding sixes right so it's very right. powerful it is really powerful okay yeah i do wish that the the high yield missile pod was a viable alternative but they're six six attacks with twin linked, right. hitting on fours, strength seven, AP one, uh -huh. two damage. And that's now, where you lose me is at the AP one. Right. If the, if the high yield missile pods were an AP two, now we're talking. Right. Well, let me now tell we're you having a thing. conversation. Right. Let me tell you these because you can still bring like missile pods with them without losing the, the heavy rail. And that's giving them missile drones. A lot of people don't like that because then they only have eight wounds instead of ten. If you switch the the missile drones, the shield drones for missile drones. But 
The missile drone for them has an AP minus two for whatever reason. They have a better AP than the high yield missile bomb, and they're too dead. Right. So that if you put, let's say, I brought them like that last game in my tournament, and they were devastating. I have a unit of three broadsides with six missile drones. Right, that's twelve shots. They're hitting on fives. Let's say they got a marker light. They're hitting on fours, rerolling everything. Let's say with a with a tetra. And, and eight, a strength seven, AP minus two to damage. I was killing things left and right. I, I'm not. I'm not joking. And you could even give you the the luxury to divide the shooting with them and put some extra shots at something. Even if you're hitting on sixes, re-rolling. If you're already maximizing your shots, any six is gonna cause wounds, right? Any six, any six is gonna get you double the wounds, double the hits, right? And then wounding a, a unit of toughness three, toughness four with strength seven, you're gonna do that, right? And it's it's damage yeah. too. So I recommend the broadsides taking them with the, the the missile drones instead of the shield drones, depending on how you play and your play style. But I like them with the missile drones; they're very deadly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the we got to move on to the Riptide battle suit, um, ten inch move T nine two up save with a four Abinvuln, fourteen wounds. Um, can't deep strike. Uh, it doesn't have its jump shoot jump ability anymore. It's really kind of, I think, I, and I'm kind of glad I never liked the Triptide lists mm-hmm. in, in seventh and eighth. I, I don't, you know, I know they were, they were also around for ni- in ninth at different times. I was right. never a fan of Triptide. Um, so it's definitely dead in 10th. Thoughts? Anything? I mean, I, I'm sad for my, it's one of my favorite units in the way of, of, of model wise, you know, so I, I used to play a lot with Riptides, even in nine edition when people didn't like taking Riptides, I like Riptides, but now I definitely drop the Riptides for Broxides, for example. And I think the main downside, it's not even the abilities they have, it's the Ion Accelerator that's super weak. If it was a, I don't know, if the Ion Accelerator was strength 12, maybe overcharge, we were we will have a different conversation right now, but it's only strength eight, right? So with that being said, is okay, one of the abilities with the Nova Charge is like they have the devastating wound ability. That gives me nothing, right? It's like, okay, you know, you're gonna be shooting six times, maybe double the shots, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, they don't do what they supposed to be doing. Right, they they're more uh, a heavy infantry killer than a vehicle killer or a titan or like they could not go right. toe to toe with a titan anymore by any means. So no. you know, and for the points, they're not that great. They do have a four bimble save, yeah. You know, and yeah, two up they have four bimble save, yeah. Um, but the the heavy burst cannon is only strength six, AP one, two damage with two attack with twelve attacks, right? So that's okay if you really need to clean something if you need something to clean out chaff but for the points cost of a riptide which is 180 points you can get other stuff to clear out chaff a lot more effectively right and with a much smaller visible model profile so it's easy to hide behind buildings and such right and then for example before like uh, before they have the shielded missile drone now they don't have that ability it's either a shield drone Oh, sorry, it's either a missile drone or that's it. You cannot give them a shield drone. If you could, they will be 16 wounds, toughness 9. Now, two of armor save, four of pinball, I will take them just because of that. Because they will be super tanky. And they will just be in the backfield shooting things and be like, okay, shoot at me. You're not going to kill him, right? 
Right. But besides that, right now, they're not the best unit. Yeah. Some people love them. I, I recommend maybe taking one, but, you know, don't expect too much of them. They're not going to make their right. fleets back every turn. No. Nope. Uh, all right. And then, um, oh, yeah. And it's, it's special rule doesn't really, like you said, is an overcharge. It it's, can, and it's once um, per battle. It's not even once. It's every once per range. battle. Yeah. yeah, once per battle. You pick one ranged weapon and give it dev wounds. Yeah, that, 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 that um, hurt me a lot. That, that makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. So now we're getting into some of the tanks. Uh, the hammerhead gunship. We already pretty much covered this with long strike. It's yeah. it's long strike with one worse ballistic skill. He's got the armor hunter, so you can add one to the hit roll against monsters and vehicles. Right. And um, and remember, it's plus one to hit, so it stacks with the plus one ballistic skill from um the greater good rule so you can be technically hitting if you're if his mark if it's um shooting at a monster vehicle and he it's um you got a unit spotting for him you're hitting on twos which is nice and he gets the targeting array so once uh each time it shoot he shoots you can reroll one hit roll or you can reroll one wound roll Correct. which is nice right yep, yep um not much else to say about it hammerhead comes in at a very reasonable uh, 130 points. Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great vehicle killer. I have used the hammerheads to amazing and fun effect. Um, I think they're great. Yeah, um, especially like, um, let's say turn turn three, right? You're marking something, and you get that magic six when you're shooting at something. You got three rail cannon shots. Yeah, right then and there, you you hit something three times with a rail cannon, not once, three times. So you could have yep. potentially and it's beautiful. Yeah, you could potentially have thirty-six wounds on something, right? And that hey, I know you still have to roll a six, but it's really good. And one other thing, like for example, for people that are taking only vehicles, let's say you take long strike with three hammerheads. This is a this is a crazy build that I that I thought about taking one one of these days, right? Let's say you take three hammerheads, three sky rays, uh, long strike, and maybe a storm surge somewhere, right? With Smart missile systems, all of them. And hear me out. You can hit a lot of things with indirect fire, even though they have them minus one. Maybe you could see them, but it's a good, it's a good um, shooting range ability because it, it gets you 30-inch range, and they move 10. So you have a 40-inch range potential um, threat range. And the other thing is like you have a lot of mobility with them. I, I think smart missiles are overlooked in this edition. I know a lot of people say it's they're they're terrible, but a lot of people are using things in and hiding small units in buildings. So if you have a mass firing ability of of of, of uh, SMS, I think it will be an interesting build to try. I don't think it's going to work all the time or any time, but I think it's very useful. You know, I I, I want to yeah. try it one of these days. I think SMS are overlooked. Yeah, if your if your strategy is accuracy by volume, I you know I can see. Right, you'd have to. I don't know with eight strength five AP zero one damage with only three three shots. Yeah, maybe. Right. All right, we're running kind of long, so we got to move along. Yes. Uh, Skyray gunship. Um, leave it on the shelf. It's crap. Um, <laughs> you, you, special rule is you can reroll um uh, hit rolls if you're shooting at something with the fly keyword. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. Um, and then it still gets the same targeting array, the the one reroll per per phase, right? Um, that the hammerhead gets. Right. Other than that, and it's it fires three seeker missiles per turn. Moving on, right? Um, Devilfish, we I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, Twelve inch move, 
And it has the ability to um, troops that are embarked within can disembark even after this vehicle has advanced. They just count as having made a normal move if they do, which mm-hmm. for the breachers inside, they don't care. That's fine. So invest in Devilfish. There is definitely a Fish of Fury list out there, uh-huh. list build. If you want to, if you want to build for it, you absolutely can. The Devilfish is not here to um, shoot things or kill things, but it can do actions because it also has, if you give it the twin pulse carbines, it can um, float for, instead of the smart missile systems. You can it has the assault keyword, so you can right. run it forward. It's eligible to shoot, and then have the devil fish act as the spotter for the breachers that just jumped out. If you don't have anything else available to spot, absolutely. So, fish are great. All right, the flyers. Let's spend exactly thirty seconds on each one. <laughs> Razor Shark is really a cool model. It remains almost unusable. Um, I do think there's. If 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 the fly and aircraft rules were a little more user friendly, I would think that the Razor Shark might be good because the quad iron turret and the double missile pod is not bad, especially right. when it, it, the ground it has the ground strike fighter ability that makes any range attack that targets an enemy unit that cannot fly anything mm-hmm. that doesn't have the fly keyword, you get plus one to plus hit. One. Yeah. So now everything, uh, all the guns on the Razor Shark shooting at ground targets are hitting on threes. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Right. It's very thematic. It's very fluffy, but. Your Razor Shark Strike Fighter with your T10 and 12 wounds and three up save is probably going to die. Right. So, meh. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I, I, I do. I would love to just if I had the the money to to buy all the models world. I would buy. I don't because I don't own a Razor Shark yet. Uh-huh. I would buy two Razor Sharks and I'd run a list with two of them just for SNGs just to see what happens. You, you know, I never um, like the model, so I take Barracudas instead and I call them Stone Sharks or or. Like razor charge, oh, yeah. whatever I want to run, but I don't like the model of, of the yeah. Of the that's fair. Part. Yeah, I mean I do, but that's not fair. that much. And then the Sun Shark bomber is not even that cool. It has um, it's it's just got its ion rifles and which are meh, and it has a couple seeker missiles, which is great. And then it has its pulse bomb rule, which means you roll six d six, and for each three up, it does a mortal wound on something that it flew over. Right. Woohoo. Yeah. So at best, I'm going to do four mortal wounds to something great, right. and then it, and then my sun shark bomber will die. So because it, it's ironically the razor shark is T10, the sun shark is only T9. Yeah, so it's even easier to die. So um, also pour one out for my beloved Tidewall. Anybody who's listened to the show for a hot minute, um, listen to me constantly praising the the, the beauty of the Tidewall um, during ninth edition. <laughs> In tenth edition, never mind. Leave it on the shelf. It's we'll try again in eleventh edition. Same thing yeah. with the the other fortifications, the drone port, the gun rig. Um, they're trashed here. Now, last but certainly not least, dun, dun, however, dun dun dun, my beloved Sur- beloved storm surge. Yeah. I, oh, I love it. I know, I've, I've played it every. I played it every game. Uh-huh. You stick the pulse blast cannon on there, and oh my god, that thing does work, and nobody expects it. Right. It's like um, uh, what the old movie. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the storm surge until I put it on the table and people go, "What?" And then everybody panics and they want to kill it. And right. yes, it has the the Titanic and towering keywords, and yes, that it has a variety of meanings. But that's fine. Don't care. Um, mm-hmm. because this thing, if you give it the, um, it has the heavy walker ability, right. which means it can step over anything that's four inches or less in height as if it's not there. 
Uh, it has a support system rule, so it can ignore any or all modifiers to the hit roll for ranged attacks, which is great. And it has the Titan Killer. So anytime it makes a ranged attack against something with Titanic or Towering, you can re-roll the hit roll. Mm-hmm. I have used this, no joke. I used a Storm Surge at Lone Star to kill an Orc Stompa in one round of shooting. Ouch. Pulse Blast Cannon, two shots. It was, it was guided by a Pathfinder. Not that it needed to ignore cover, but the plus one. So it was plus one to hit. And so I was hitting on threes because I had moved and a destroyer missile and poof, gone. Right. They did, so the, this doesn't Love have it. the anchors anymore, right? Right. Yeah. The anchors are gone. They just sort oh, of, right. they kind of sort of halfway built it in with the Titan killer. Right. Or the heavy, right? The, the heavy, because it, like, right. if you don't move, you still get a plus one. And then if you move, you yeah, don't exactly. Get it, right. Mm hmm. Which is it, yeah. which is so, very important to note, like heavy weapons, like, like they have bonuses, but they don't have penalties. Before I remember fifth edition, if you move with a heavy weapon, unless I'm in, like you know, I I'm, I don't remember well. I think if you move with a heavy weapon, you have minus one. Yeah, if you moved, you couldn't shoot for a while, uh-huh, and, then it, uh-huh. and then they changed it to if you move, you're minus one to hit. Right, and it was a pain in the ass. Right now, all of your guns are base four up to hit, but mm-hmm. almost all of the guns, except for like the little point defense guns, right, are heavy. Um, are all heavy. So if you're standing still and you spot, you're hitting on twos with full hit rerolls. You know what? And even I, if you move, you, you know, or against Titanic or Towering, you get full hit rerolls. Right. If you, if, if, or, or you're standing still and just shooting at something else, you're hitting on twos or hitting on, at worst, hitting on threes. Right. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that doesn't have the, the heavy in his weapons, it's the flavor. Everything else, the twin smart missile systems have heavy, twin burst cannons has heavy. Right. Oh yeah, God! Even the twin burst cannon has. I didn't even yes. I missed that before. Yeah, I, I'm, so I'm just looking at it. And yeah, if you pair it with a, a pair of tetras, you reroll everything, even if you if you move or they yeah. don't have the titan killer, uh, the titanic or towering rule, you still reroll everything. It's disgusting. Yes, it's <laughs> gross. Um, and the the pulse blast cannon just to uh, uh, to offend everybody listening who doesn't know. Uh, has two profiles. It has the focused and dispersed. Both have the heavy keyword. The um, range is 24 inches or 48 if it's dispersed. Mm-hmm. So two big shots or shotgun blast. Um, the focus is the one we care about. It is two attacks. Base ballistic skill of four up. Mm-hmm. Strength 24. <laughs> I'll say that again. Strength 24. I don't know of anything else in the game that has that. Right. But it's awesome. Uh, AP negative six so you just don't get an armor save i don't care if you're in cover i don't care what you're doing i don't care if you're in terminator you, you don't get it no nope. goodbye minus six um and then it is a flat 12 damage money yeah it's it is. gorgeous it is so yeah it's a beautiful thing you can uh, you could theoretically take the pulse driver can and the other big gun it has which is strength 72 i don't know why you need that mm-hmm. um in case you need to shoot something at the next table over i guess is right. d6 plus three um, attacks and it does have the blast keyword um, hitting on four strength 12 neg three flat three damage so there is if you're playing into I guess a, a lot of if you're you know hey the we're, we're, we're right at the forefront of the chaos marine right. uh, meta so if you're really worried if you're more worried about um, you know like I, I started taking the storm surge because I saw that killing the titanic thing and at the time back in the summer we were all terrified about wraith knights right now maybe if you if you if you are more concerned about you know, a whole bunch of Terminators or, or other um, chosen or something like that, 
and you want to just shotgun blast them with this pulse driver cannon, mm-hmm. there's there's an, certainly an argument to be made for for switching it up to that too. Right. For me, I like my insurance policy of my pulse blast cannon. I will right. pick something and it will be very, very, very dead. And I mean, it's D6 plus three. So, I mean, you could have, and it's blast. So you could have a, a like seven or nine. If it's blast, let's say you have a unit of 10, you're going to have a minimum. But I think the pulse blast cannon is a sweet um, medium because you have either two shots or six shots, which is really good. And then you have the other weapons if you need to. So I don't know. And he's definitely a vehicle titan killer. It's not supposed to start like cleaning shaft, right? Or 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 elite units. Right. That comes later in the game if you you know if you still have those units there. I mean, he could point and delete and and target something, delete it, right? But it's not his main function. Right. He's there to find the biggest baddest thing on the on the battlefield right. and punch it in the mouth really hard. Right, right, right. That's why he's there. In, 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 so, uh, what would you what would you recommend, Dave, for example, having him in the board or bringing him uh, maybe turn two, turn three? I think that is very opponent defen- dependent. Okay. Because I have tried bringing him in from strategic reserves. Um, the problem is, is that... Um, Somebody screened him or... Don't, somebody screening him or right. you, he's screened out or, you, you know, you... you Depending on what your your battlefield layout is, you might only be able to have a very limited place to bring him on. Okay, eh, just park him out there and and use him to intimidate the bejesus out of your opponent. Go, dear God, I don't want to roll the dice that I don't go first. I have to hide everything. Right, 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 right. Okay, so uh, I think I'm gonna play with mine next Wednesday at a friend's house. I'm probably gonna take one of my storm surges down. Yeah, you sold me on it. I, yeah. It, dude, it, and it's just fun. It, yeah. Even even when it dies, you know. And oh, the other thing is, it has um, deadly demise D six plus two. So when it explodes, it does D six plus two mortal wounds. To everything around it in six inches. So don't be afraid to march this thing forward. Right. Yes, it has a lot of guns that have nice long range. March it forward, absolutely. So that when your opponent does kill it, they're going to pay for it. Exactly. I agree. I love how you think. Yes. So yes. anyway, that's that. There's an entry here for tactical drones. We don't care. Nobody's taking them. And then there is also an, uh, an entry at the end for the Crute Farstalkers, which is the, um, the, the guy unit from that the came kill, the kill team, team box. Yeah. That's the kill team box. They are playable in, in um, 40K if you want. So they're there if you want them, if you're interested. Go nuts. Yeah. Um, all right. We are already at almost two hours. We have been talking way too long about our favorite factions, so we got to kind of move this thing along. Uh, we're going to take a quick break for our uh, third and final sponsor of the day. Uh, which is Siege Studios, and then we will be back just to talk enhancements and strats real quick, and we're going to get out here. So, uh, with that, we'll be right back. And now for a word from our sponsor, Siege Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, Siege Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. After these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, how about that? Uh, so um, uh, let's talk. Um, let's talk stratagems real quick. Mm-hmm. We got the, 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 the um, standard six stratagems here. Um, not all of them are super useful. A couple of them are very niche, I think. Um, but stim injectors, I'll, I'll read one. You read one. And we'll just alternate and get our and, and work our way through this. So. Sure. First one is stim injectors. It's one CP. Uh, you use it in the fight phase or your opponent's shooting phase. 
on one Tau Empire battlesuit unit. So it's only battlesuits, but mm-hmm. that includes everything from stealth teams all the way up to, I don't think the Storm Surge has it, but everything else but that. Right. Um, so uh, Riptides, Crisis Suits, Broadsides, everything. But what's it do? Feel no pain, six up. Right. Bye. Don't care. Waste of a CP. I'm not. I'm not spending a CP to give myself a 16% chance to maybe avoid some wounds. Never mind. Moving on. Your turn. Fair enough. Um, coordinate to engage. It's um, target one Tau Empire unit from your army that has been selected as an observer unit. And until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes an attack, the targets, the targets their spotted unit improve the ballistic skill characteristic of that attack by one. And if your unit has a marker like keyword, the attack has the ignore cover ability. This is money. And it's really good. It's one of the preferred um, stratagems right now because that makes the, the shooting unit and the um, spotter unit get the plus one at the same time, pretty much. So that helps a lot. Let's say, you know, you don't have another spotter unit, but you have some two, two heavy units that are shooting. One could be your spotter and they could both benefit from the plus one. That's really yeah. good. That's really powerful. Yeah, I'm a big fan of using this on my Pathfinder squad mm-hmm. because I put three rail rifles into my Pathfinder squad. Now my rail rifles, which normally only hit on fives, are hitting on fours. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just makes them better. And it's right. it's it's a nice couple of extra shots to to put in there. Um, all right, next one, Strike and Fade. This is a two CP strat, which is a little painful, mm-hmm. but I understand it. they want to avoid a lot of the jump, shoot, jump abuse that has happened in prior editions. Um, so use this in your shooting phase, one Tau Empire battlesuit unit that can fly. So no using this on broadsides, sadly. Right. Um, if your unit's not within engagement range, it can make a normal move. If it does, your unit cannot declare a charge this turn as if any unit in Tau history would ever want to declare a charge. Right. Um, so this is a, it's your jump, shoot, jump for two right. CP. Um, works on crisis. Now we talked, you, you mentioned earlier, um, uh, that you use it in your shooting phase mm-hmm. and it says um, one tower empire battlesuit unit from your army that can fly whose attacks have been resolved this phase. Right. The question is do do attacks resolving mean that they have to shoot at something? Yes. Well, uh, they do. I would say yes. Yes, but- absolutely. But the, the thing is, it's not like before 9 edition that it has to be the first unit that do it. You know, you have to it was specifically said there. Right now, you could do it, shoot everything, and then at the end, you go back to that unit and strike and fade it. And it goes, let's say you pair it with a, with a cold star, you move 12 inches back, which is really good, which is money for, in my humble opinion. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, right. I think it's super powerful. I think it's, it's one of the best stratagems we have. But it's two CP, so it's a little bit yeah. expensive. You could use it early in the game. Like I said, if you have an ethereal, you roll, and then you got two CP, wait for it and use it at the end of your turn. If you go turn one and you want to do the strategy of the cold star, shooting, like uh, moving really um, far away, so 18 inches, and then you move them 12 back to the midfield. I think it's a, it's a really good strategy. Yeah. Then um, All right. point blank and, turn. Point ambush. Blank. Yeah, I think yep. that one is really good too. One time power unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot this phase until the end of the phase, each, each time a model in your unit makes a range attack, the target's enemy unit within nine inches improve the armor penetration characteristic attack by one. The restriction is you can use this, you cannot use this stratagem during the first or second battle round. So you have to wait for battle round three 
which makes a lot of sense because that's when it start maximizing your shots with sixes. I think it's really powerful too. It's just, it works well with the cow John and the Monka because it has the kind of Monka that you have to be nine inches away from something, but also the cow John that you have to wait for the right moment to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever Monka will be, I'm sure it will make some varied use of that or something similar. Right. Right. Um, uh, all right. And then uh, Kalyan Stratagems, um, uh, Photon Grenades, next one, one CP. Mm-hmm. Use it in your opponent's charge phase just after an enemy unit has declared a charge. One Tau Empire Grenades unit from your army that was selected as one of the targets of that charge. Uh, that enemy unit must take must immediately take a Battleshock test and until the, phase, until the end of the phase, they subtract two from the charge roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of units that have the grenade keyword, so... Right. Um, this is a this is good in that it is, and 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 it's always funny to like make an opponent stall out a charge that they really want to like wanted to make. They're like, oh, I got a seven inch charge. Here it comes. <laughs> make it a nine inch charge. Right. So, exactly. And also, it's good to note that you cannot stack it with the ability of the drone of the grabbing inhibitor drone. So you can now get a, four, right. a minus four. It's either or the it's one or the other, right? And especially because pathfinders have the the uh, grenade ability. Right, so you you can you cannot stack them. Right, all right, and then the last one was the one that you mentioned earlier: combat Yay. embarkation. It's one of my favorite things, like especially if you use it with the breachers. So when your opponent uh, in your opponent's charge phase, just after an enemy unit has declared a charge, one time empire infantry unit from your army that has that was selected as one of the targets of that charge, and one friendly transport, your unit can embark within that transport. If it does, your opponent can select new targets for that charge. The restriction is every model in your town Empire infantry unit must be within three inches of the transport, and there must be sufficient transport capacity to embark the entire unit. Which I, I like to point out, the drones, like for example, if you have a Pathfinder unit with drones, drones don't count for the number of models in the unit. So let's say you have a unit with the uh, Dark Strider, you could still embark all of them. So it's 11, and yeah. the Devilfish has a capacity of 12, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. it's so. really good. It's really powerful. You, you, like you mentioned earlier, you use um, the, the Devilfish. You speed the Devilfish. You'll, you, um, let's say you roll a 6, so you move what? 16 or, or, or 18? How, how far they go? 10 inches, right? The Devilfish. And you're in the face of the opponent. No, Devilfish is 12. 12, okay. Then Devilfish it, is 12. Right. Yeah. It, it will be 18 inches, right? You, you, you advance yeah. him. And then you up- upload the, the, the breachers, right? You, you bring them down and you shoot at something. And then if they want to charge at you, then you get them back in the fish and swim away. Yep. Yeah, it's a really it's good great. strategy. It's, it's devastating. It's a really good strategy. All right. Uh, enhancements. Uh, first one is probably the best one, I think, in the of the four options we have. Mm-hmm. Exemplar of the Kalyan, Tau Empire model only, uh, excluding Kroot Shaper models, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the bearer is leading a unit, that unit's Kalyan detachment rule takes effect from the second battle round onwards instead of the third. This does not mean that you can use point-blank ambush one turn sooner, but it does mean you get your exploding sixes one turn sooner. Correct. This is the one that I slap on my... Um, uh, Fireblade, Cadre Fireblade, yeah, yeah, my Cadre Fireblade with the Breach Team. But you could also are very arguably put this on a um, battle suit commander of your flavor, you know, whatever flavor you like, right. and have him take a Crisis suit team of three or six and start 
getting exploding sixes in turn two. I, I, I like taking him with a crisis commander because the crisis commanders give them a reroll once. And then if you, I, I, I pair it with a uh, unit of crisis with ions, right? So you drop them turn two, they're rerolling once, and they have, they have exploding sixes right away. So you just need a spotting unit, and then you start like destroying units. Everything is going to be exploding sixes twice. And yep. it's devastating. I like that combo. I, I'm going to try the Fireblade with your combo. And, and you know, it's, it's great. It's one of the best enhancements you could give. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next uh, one. All yours. Uh, Precision of the Patient Hunter, which I think is also very good. Uh, Talon Pirate model only. Each time the bear makes a range attack, add one to the hit roll. And from the third battle round onwards, add one to the wound roll. So I think this is a very good build for fusion blasters if you're a tank hunting or if you are using flamers, maybe, because they will, you know, they will have an extra strength. So, you know, if you're wounding something on fours, you will be wounding on threes. And I think it's really good for especially price suits. I think you could pair it with uh, like a gold star, maybe, or um, some or even the crisis commander. And it will be devastating as well. So you you, you could use both Simpler of the Kalyon and the Patient Hunter. Those, those two are my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and the um, just to, to touch on it, because I, I skipped right. over it, Exemplar of the Kalyon is 15 points. Precision of the Patient Hunter is 20. Mm-hmm. Precision's a little pricey. Right. But totally, still totally worth taking. Right. Uh, the next one is, ironically, the most expensive one, mm-hmm. um, is pure, the Pure Tide Engram Neurochip. Uh, once per turn, you can use a stratagem on the bearer's unit, even if you've already used that stratagem on a different unit this phase. Right. Doesn't mean it's not a space ring commander. It's not like you get to do it for free. You just get to use a stratagem for a second time mm. in a phase. It, it, I mean, it, it has their. Uh, it can be. It can be. Can be good, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I I, I, I think it's trash. Maybe pawn blank ambush if you have one CP on one unit, and then you use it, like, let's say you use it with one unit, and then you need to use it with another, maybe, right? But it has to right. be really specific, right? Maybe right. the, Agreed. I don't know, coordinated engagement, mm, I don't know. Has yeah, its uses, maybe. but it has, it's hard. It has its uses, but, eh, I don't know. For, uh, it's uh, For 25 points, uh, I don't think yeah, it's that good. If, you, if, if, it was, if it was, if it gave you the, the full-on Space Ring Captain ability where you got to use the stratagem the second time for free mm-hmm. or, or or set the cost to zero and all that, uh, now we're talking. But yeah. for 25 points just to use, just to get to use Point Blank Ambush a second time in a turn, maybe once or twice in a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, moving right, on. right, right. All right. Um, and then the last one, go for it. Oh, okay. Through unit devastation, it's a model only to include shaper models. While this model is leading a unit, each time that unit is an observer unit, until the end of the phase, range weapons equipped by models in their guided unit have lethal hit ability while targeting their spotted unit. I have tried that with like uh, the ethereal with in, in a striking unit guiding something, and it's really good. Like, you know, the only downside is uh, I don't think you should use it when you have devastating wounds because lethal hits and devastating wounds don't intersect, right? Because once you have the, okay, the... Yeah, they don't interact well. Right, exactly. Once you have the lethal, the lethal hit, you don't get devastating wounds anymore. It's not, it doesn't auto-activate the devastating wounds. So 
don't use it in units that have devastating wounds and you'll be good. Like ion cannons could be really good or other weapons like, for example, the, 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 um, the Storm Surge is a good idea because they don't have devastating wounds. So that will be really good to use with. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's it for the enhancements. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm really happy with, with where Tower at. I know right. that they're just at the top of the sweet spot, the, that 45 to 55% win rate that GW looks at. We're, mm-hmm. we're right at, the last couple weeks we've been right around 53%, so we're just barely avoiding the nerf bat. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's great. I, I, I'm not playing anything close to a meta list at all, but I'm, I have reasonable success rate. I think there's plenty of units that are good for mission play. There's plenty of, 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 there's a reason to take a various different number of units for different purposes. I'm very happy with this index. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with how Tau looked this edition, and I don't think they're going to get better with the codex. I, you know, they, because most of the times have happened like that, right? You have a good index, and then you have a great codex. I, I, I don't remember one army that got worse with the codex, but no, I'm not going to name names. But yeah, it, it's um, it, it's it, I think it's great, and I think that reducing reducing the costs on different units helped out a lot because what you could take at the beginning of 10 edition to to what you could take right now, it's way way more. Like you could take probably 25, 30 percent more units than you could take at the beginning of 10 edition, and that makes a whole difference. Because then you could have yeah. way more spotters, or you could have uh, other units that actually shoot and do something, and that's really helpful. Because we are remembering that we are a shooting army. Uh, we could, you know, have some melee interaction, but we are meant to shoot something and delete it. If you are not deleting the unit, then you're failing at what Tau should be doing. Yes, agreed. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think as I mentioned in our when we when Steve and I went over the balance data slate and the points changes um i when the point changes came out my list went down something like 385 points it was ridiculous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that that was like i was i right now i'm running my entire list that i ran at lso plus a three-man crisis team and that enforcer commander that i mentioned earlier nice i picked up all of that just with the points changes That's just, yeah, yeah exactly great great yeah uh all right well with that uh, we ran real long today. I hope everybody this didn't bore everybody to tears. I hope, you know, hope kept you all uh, awake while you're driving or while you're working out in the gym. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for giving us your time and your attention. Uh, you know, I am super excited about Tau. I hope everybody is excited um, to play them or to get shot off the table by them. Uh, I the huge thanks to Izzy. We we tried to do this episode like a month ago, but he was moving across country. He like me is a um, has defected from the people's democratic republic of california and has now moved uh <laughs> to the east coast <clears throat> so um uh, now it's even easier for us to record now because we're on the same time, right. time zone which is obviously novel for me uh but no huge thanks izzy for, for coming on and, oh, and man, talking about our, our favorite faction dude love it um next week everyone i am starting on a special project that i i mentioned i've been planning for a while i think i mentioned before i'm going to start doing a series on women in warhammer no, this podcast is not going woke, but I do think it's important to start talking about. Uh, we got a lot of great um, content creators and a lot of great female players out there, and I want to give a little uh, a little extra attention and, and shine a light on their part uh, and their involvement in our hobby. Absolutely. I think it's great. So yep. uh, you know, we, there's already enough testosterone in the um, 
in the podcast and Warhammer content world. So <laughs> yeah. just want to, uh, to, to, you know, um, make things, break things up a little bit. So, yeah, that's um, and then don't worry. We will, we, I know I've still got several indexes left to review. We will get to all that. And obviously we, uh, with Warhammer day, just a couple weeks ago, we know that, um, they confirmed that Admech and Necron codexes are coming soon, hopefully mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. I'm excited for both those factions. At, I mean, just because I think they're cool. So, oh, yeah. um, we got that coming down the pipe too. So lots of stuff to talk about until then. This is Dave Colmel for Izzy Sanchez and all of Vanguard Tactics saying the perfect blossom is a rare thing. You could spend your life looking for one and it would not be a wasted life. Have a good week. 